Devon returns to Atropos' cave to find her inducting a new apprentice. Not wanting to disturb the ceremony, Devon takes a few healing potions and leaves, spending the next few days resting and studying. When he is ready to return to the lair of the Cyclops, he collects Kronos, taking him along so he can get vengeance for his slain family. When they arrive, they find a fully functional Cyclops, instead of the half-wounded wretch Devan was expecting. But it is too late to back down, and so combat is joined. With Kronos's help, Devan manages to slay Gertrude the Kingslayer. With all current threats dealt with, Devan researches the ghost town and decides it is best left alone. And so Devan enjoys the prosperous and peaceful time period he has created for his people through his great deeds. Will Necrot become a centre of civilization? Will Devan enjoy wedded bliss? Will the peace last? Let's find out now on Dicing with Death. Hello everybody and welcome to Dicing with Death. Boy, we'll be your DM for the evening. This is Ryan. He'll be the player for the afternoon. You're just um, you're experimenting with these new intros, aren't you? I gotta try it because my current one fuck sucks. You know, I've been using it since uh, since the roleplay days because I kind of stole it from JP and I hate it. I'm hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> how y'all doing? Uh, you you need a catchphrase. Um, no, but, uh, we'll keep trying intros. We've got maybe three more chances today. <laughs> uh, all right. So, how's it going? You ready for some dicing and some death? I suppose, now that we've got all the, uh, politics out of our systems. I wish I had all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Neil. You got another, uh, month and a half of this. Then let me sleep. Oh, you can't sleep for four years. You got to keep that musket polished. <laughs> Just as the founders intended. Uh, I do believe that where last we left, we were going to time skip ahead and kind of for the future of how would How would you like to handle this? <laughs> we had gotten to December. Uh, actually, we ended on December 31st, actually. Somehow. Happy New Year. Is through this calendar. and Really? I guess there was like a long boat journey and then... Resting and spell learning. Chet saying your mic isn't great. Uh, it, it actually uh, isn't fine for me. He was very quiet, and then I turned him up, and you seem fine now. Uh, how about now? This should be much better. It's way louder. Yeah. That gain setting on the mic. Hmm. And then do you have some like audio filters 
a noise gate? I do. For chat, it should already be there for you. They're saying that's the problem. I think the noise gate is like cutting out your audio. I think we're, I think we're fine. You know, it would be better than a cool intro is just having our sound check done before we go live. <laughs> yeah, right? but I don't care if you just show up and be like, "Barky, y'all, welcome to another episode of D and Dizzle," and then you just play D and D from there on out. No audio interruptions. But if we don't have See, any audio problems, then they're going to hold us to actual yeah. standards. And then what are, what's going to happen when we want to cancel oh. the show five minutes before it's supposed to start? You know, we should let them understand gotcha. the the true indie nature of this this broadcast so that their expectations never get above. Well, it might happen. But they're probably going to spend half an hour talking about nothing. I don't know. That's just my enough. Those are my thoughts. Fair enough. You're the real expert. I feel like here. the trouble with having a, a real I am the expert of well, not this. Um Opinions. I feel like the trouble with having a really polished professional introduction is they expect it to like stay from there. Mm-hmm. Right. And then if you mm-hmm. suddenly spend the next 10 minutes troubleshooting sound issues, starting the episode off with Welcome to the land of Arcadia. I'm Koibu. Your master of dungeons. And these here are your lovely players. Ryan, 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 and Ryan. And then you like you you set the bar really high and uh, suddenly ten minutes of uh how's that sound? Of... Can you hear me now? <laughs> All right. We'll do it next time. We'll do it perfectly next time with no errors or interruptions whatsoever. You can uh, take Ryan's word on that. 201st times charm. <laughs> this calendar is decorating with death, Devon. And now I need a new calendar. So what's happening, Mr. DM? This one. That's a cool calendar. People on it. Yeah, look at that. Ooh, are those Arakoa? Uh, they're Native Americans. Ryan, look at that. What? <laughs> it's the National Did Museum you read of the American Native Americans. American Indian is the preferred term. It is. Yes. It says so on the museum. So American Indian. True. Uh, yeah, I was a little taken aback by that when I went to the American Indian Museum in D.C. And I was like, really? They're calling an Indian? I think the rationale is they're like, if you're going to come and put your stupid white people names on us, at least just just own consistent. up to it and make it make it 100 percent stupid. Uh, we don't want your half ass PC stupid. If you're going to 400, le- 400 years later, you're starting to feel awkward about this weird name you gave us and you're trying to change it. Fuck like, you. No, the whole no, Bureau Indian. of Indian Affairs. You, you said Indian and you're going to stick with it. Yeah. CGP yeah. Grey has a good um, video on this topic. If you guys are into yeah. CGP Grey. Yeah. Yeah. His, I'm not he, into CGP Grey, but uh, he does do some, some good stuff. Yeah, he's talking about how Native American is like wild. It's like over inclusive. It like it encompasses North and South America and like every okay. possible person. And like that's not very useful when you're trying to just talk about the Arapaho or something. So American yep. Indian preferred term. Anywho, we're just delaying because we don't know what we're going to do today. And so we're finding other things to talk about. 
That was your coffee. Well, I'm going to invent uh, greater meme spray, the spell. Oh, that's what we can do. We can do spell research during our time skip. Let's get some. Let's hop into roll 20 DM. <clears throat> and uh, you're not even here. I've got a spectator. So someone's watching me. Don't worry. That's just the um, the camera to make sure that there aren't any rats in your toilet. Don't worry about it. Ooh, I'm an invoker now. How did you begin to invoke? I don't know. I guess as soon as I started memeing. Hmm. Okay, here we go. Let's do some spell research. Somewhere during many months of downtime. Don't worry about where this fits into the greater timeline. Just after last year's events, before we pick it up again. Are we just going to jump around and do random things? We could also... I don't know what we could also do. Like, Do you want to do some narration on what's going on, or are we just going to do some spells and I think around? we'll definitely do some narration and some spells. Uh, so to start, why don't we just at least talk about the spells that you want? Well, the um, thing that's prevented me from research thus far is not having a proper laboratory. But I'm assuming mm. sometime in this time skip... Heifer will get up and running. There will be like a forge next to Devon's soon to be tower. Yes. Yes. I think the beginning downtime is spent doing exactly what you're mentioning here is that there's Tacky's lots of. He's having a, a freaking heart attack over his jumping around in the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Stop being so chill, Neil. Stress is good for you, McTacky. That's why Americans are so healthy right now. Um, <laughs> it's it's actually a uh, we're not it's a statistical anomaly or whatever a blind spot we're not actually healthy we just can't afford the tests to show how unhealthy we are <laughs> half of us don't have insurance and so we uh, don't actually go to the doctors for them to find out how uh it's too real, Ryan. I heard some comedian I was listening to the other day was on the subject of potential civil war. Was like, America can't have a civil war. We're we're too fat for that. Can you can you imagine <laughs> the average American engaging yeah. in combat? I mean, it's kind of funny to think about, but well, yeah. But that's assuming we're, like we're, we're going to line up with muskets and march on each other, which is not what a civil war would look like in the, this era. It will look like us lining up on Twitter firing shots back and forth as we have been for years yeah but it wouldn't be like military on military it'd be paramilitary group versus paramilitary group right it'd be I don't know what it would be let's not go down this rabbit hole my hair is already turning gray um no actually it's not but Lauren's is because she's married to me oh that too yeah like it's got, only I like actually, five or six scattered the, around. Uh, Zoom does a good job of like covering up my blemishes and. Uh... Oh, did you turn on? Um, there's a feature that you could, like enable. Like no, I just have really crappy internet, so I'm extra blurry. Oh. No, I do have touch up my appearance. Oh, there's a slider on it now, so you can touch it up more or less. Really? I don't. <gasps> Is there an advanced options or something? I don't know. I just opened it up for the first right now. Yeah, look at this. Now I look pretty baby faced. Then if I slide it the other way, you can see... Oh, God, the hairs stubble. are, like, sprouting before our eyes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> wow, 
Wow, we live in the future. Cool. Uh, so you want to meme spray some shit, and you're going to need like a library and some facilities, so you can have your people build yourself a forge, um, and How's... you can revisit Seltzer's Grotto, you can revisit the Sea Witch's Cave to gather up any other supplies that, that you might need. I don't think there are any books there. I think I pretty much rated them. I mean, I can go. I can certainly go visit. And yeah, you can go back time. to the Medusa's Lair. See if there's anything there that might be interesting as you build your library. Gather, you yeah. know, check out the other nearby I, villages. Ask the Romulans for supplies. There seems to be a distinct lack of literature in this world. So I do have. So last time we mentioned, I've got this infinite scroll, which I guess mm-hmm. doesn't have that many spells on it. Like it's not actually. In, it could be infinite. Right. It just didn't. It wasn't filled. Yeah. Well, it can't be filled, but. Yeah. Um, so I've got that, and I've got, uh, is it Adia's tablets? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you can, if you want, you can transcribe Adia's tablets onto your infinite scroll, so you've got, like, one Whoa. huge source of things. You don't have to. Whoa. I'm just, like, shouting Maybe. out ideas. Here we go. Proposing a spell. Special ingredients. Components. All right. So you want to make spray and pray, right? Um, I want to make arcane blast, and it will basically be a AOE arcane spray. Love it. I think it will. I think we'll take arcane spray and just make it target every creature within thirty feet instead of one creature within thirty feet. Okay. So I'm thinking to basically just take the exact same spell, but I think it will still be one roll, and then every creature in the area saves versus that roll. And then everyone takes this damage off of the save. No, everyone would take. So I think there would be a. You'd set a DC when you cast the spell, basically. So the caster yeah. makes it, does their roll, and yeah. And then everyone, and then everyone so, has to save versus that same DC. Okay, so are we talking a cone of spraying? Um, I, the current version is a cone that just doesn't actually function as such. I was thinking it'd be like a blast, like a 30-foot blast centered on the caster. Or it could be hurled and be a blast like that. I think in the spirit of the spell, having it centered at the caster and going from there seems like the way to go. 30 feet in all directions? Yes. So, um, location, evocation, range 30 feet, AOE 30 foot sphere, duration instantaneous, casting time to three. Uh, this is going to be a third level spell, you say? I think so. It seems like quite a power jump from single target to every target, but it's kind of a shitty spell to begin with. Yeah, and that definitely means you can't use it when there are friendlies nearby, so it does yeah, change. Yeah, that's true. Like, it'll change the scope a lot. It's a, a 30-foot radius. Fireball's only a 20-foot radius, but you can't cast it near allies. Um, and then it'll do variable damage. Yeah, okay. Save is special. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you... Uh, damage is special. I've, I've got a version here as well, but... Perfect. 
Wonderful. Um, does it have any material components when you turn it into a blast? I don't think so. Does the Do original like... arcane spray have one? I think I kind of no, like just that is one advantage of the spell is that there's no material components. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. You can, even if it sucks as far as damage spell goes. And I guess if you compare it to fireball, it's not going to be that OP. Right. Right. Fireball that has a huge AOE, right? Fireball does. This fireball is 20 foot radius. This 20 is a 30 radius. foot radius. This is yeah. a much bigger radius right now. But it's centered at the caster. Yeah. Bringing forth a blast of golden magic energy. Sure. You can just say golden showers. We'll understand. <laughs> Each creature in the let's see within thirty feet caster it's a saving throw X suggested. fail they take an amount of damage equal to the difference between their failed save and what they needed to succeed indicating yeah there's no there's not exactly a number of missiles or anything like that right what's that it's just the cat's being crazy and i'm muttering to myself about Character it is wielding a shield and facing the the caster I didn't realize that I, you have to loudly call the magic words. This feels like Dragon Ball Z or Street Fighter or something. I need to shout Shadouken every time I cast a meme spray from now on. Mm -hmm. Just trying to add flavor to my spells. Yeah. It's also nice when you're like, well, can I do this in secret? And the spell clearly states that you're the volume that you need to do things. And add details but as you please arcane blast doesn't have to be loud if you don't want it to be that makes sense too arcane spray doesn't mention how the caster hmm? arcane spray doesn't mention how the caster sets the saving throw um it's in the example okay that explains it Twenty. 
arcane blast. Mm-hmm. And you can become Danny DeVito now. You can walk in and just start blasting. Everyone's desire in life. How does that look? There's a test. How's it look? Oh, so nice. Okay, you just kept the exact same... Yeah, I took the arcane spray and updated it. Nice. What do we think? Any modifications or suggestions? (laughs) Nope. I am down. And, And I will add it to the list. Uh, and then we will refresh the list to see if it worked. Arcane Blast. Ah, it works, except I mislabeled it as Arcane Spray, which is incorrect. Arcane Spray is not Abjuration, it is Evocation. Does it Ooh, that's cool. It changes the color in he- in here based mm-hmm. on the school. Mm-hmm. Dang. Is that on the character sheet or is that somewhere else? Uh, what do you mean? Is what on the character sheet? The coloring? Is that coded into the character sheet? Or yeah, is yeah the character the sheet campaign? contains the code for the for the um, the output of the spells as well. Maybe a fourth level version will be like an arcane bomb or something, and you throw the arcane blast. (laughs) Cool. Arcane howitzer. Arcane arcane artillery. There we go. That's it. (laughs) That's like a maybe that's a fifth level version where you channel it, and each round you get to throw an arcane bomb. You just like sit on top of a ballista bolt and then like as it fires you arcane blast just in a pattern. Yeah. Um the range should probably actually be zero, right? Uh yeah, I said range self AoE thirty feet on okay. the Regal Goblins version. And do I technically need to make a spell learn chance to in order to That's research a great the spell? Question. Is that how it works? All right, so we wrote the spell, approval and modification. Ooh. It just says ask McTacky. Um, I'm assuming that's fine. Conducting Wait, what do we need to ask McTacky? I was just making a joke. Oh. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Basic time of research is two weeks per spell level. Money is also an issue, except for you in this situation. We're going to skip the money. Money doesn't cost. exist. That's, that's the advantage to living in a pre- economic world or would you call mm-hmm. it a pre-capitalist society mm-hmm. all right if the character meets all the expenses and puts in his time with the books he may attempt to succeed uh, the a successful after the minimum research time two weeks per spell level has passed 
The chance of success is 10% and it's modified by the researcher's intelligence score, experience level, less twice the level of the spell being researched. So 10% plus one point per int plus one point per experience level minus two times spell level. Um, for example, the seventh level wizard has an intelligence of a 17, building a third level spell has 10% plus 17% plus 7% minus 6% for a total of 28%. If the character does not succeed on his first attempt, unless he's very high level, he probably won't, he may need to continue his research. At the end of okay. each additional week, he may attempt a roll with a plus 10 cumulative bonus. However, if the character ever rolls a result of 99 or 100 on his success check, the DM may rule that the spell proves unworkable and must be abandoned. Gotcha. Note that success replaces, check replaces, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Okay. So um, um, spend seven years and you can do it. <laughs> do you, ch you decide how long you'll take at the beginning? Is that how it works? Or is it just you roll at the beginning and you roll every week thereafter? I think you can decide how long you want to take. Or you can roll and then research more and roll and research more and roll and research more. It seems like the way to do it, except for the 99-100 thing. But yeah. I'll take my chances. So my base chance, is, does it start at 10? Is that what you said? It's at 10 plus your int, which is... 16. So it's 10 plus 16 plus, plus level is Wizard six. levels. Mm -hmm. Minus, Minus the spell level, which is... They're twice, twice the spell Twice the spell level, which is it's also three, six. So six. So my base chance is 26, and then I get 10% per additional week. Mm-hmm. Default so how is much, six weeks. Yes. How much time would you like to put into I this I think let's just roll the 26 and then keep rolling every week thereafter, right? And just hope I don't roll on 99 or 100. Yeah, and if you roll 99 or 100, maybe we'll, like, make it a, a side quest to, like... You need the blah blah blah. So the yeah. such and such. Fail. Mm. If I had spent a week, I would have gotten it. All right. So that was six weeks. So this will be after seven weeks, upping it to thirty-six. Ooh. Oh. Eight weeks. Nine weeks. Holy oh, crap! Off by one. Ten weeks. All right. Ten weeks. Ten weeks of blasting. I. This is just like Devon out in the hills, just like training with his, uh, training his Kadukan. And it took him a while to realize he had to shout it while he did it, right? You gotta go like... <laughs> I think I forgot to roll ah, 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 ah. new MP when I leveled up. Yeah, yeah 45 I rolled like H what you have. I rolled HP, but I haven't rolled MP. Well, sir. So let's, let's take care of that. That's a D13, I believe. Forty-nine. I'm probably back up to full. Less an armor spell. Cool, cool. I like chat suggestion for an arcane apocalypse. This will be like it, maybe like a seventh level version where just like. Everyone it within rains, arcane sprays from the clouds, right? Everyone on the continent has to make a saving throw or suffer up to 20 damage. It's pretty bad, maybe not quite the continent, but just like a 
We got Arcane Storm. I'm just gonna roll with mm -hmm. these memes. I really like the mechanic. Even if the spell turns out to suck, I really like the like make opposed spell saves to uh Well 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 look who's finally come around to my way of thinking after making fun hey, this of me was my for opinion six from months. The beginning, wasn't it? All I heard was, your spell sucks. I, I tuned out all the positive feedback and just like <laughs> thrived on like the few negative comments that there were. Mm. That's why my mental health has fallen apart. Yeah. Thank God my wife's a therapist. It'll be fine. Isn't there like some moral... Oh yeah, you can't treat family can't... members. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's no way that you would fly. You can only drive them insane. You can't cure them. Correct. Correct. <sighs> oh. Okay. So you have learned Arcane Spray in about 10 weeks of research. So that will be January. So it's getting... So the wedding is supposedly... Didn't you guys say you want a spring wedding? Summer wedding? We're going to line it up with the Dorboff and Guam. I right. And I think I get experience for learning a spell, although... Yeah, you fucking do. For researching a spell? Is it just 100 per spell level? No, I think... Maybe. One of these days, Ryan, I'll have my bookshelf in the right spot, and it'll be easier. You'll actually be able to reach it? Mm-hmm. After we move into a new house. Are you guys moving? In like 11 months. Hmm. But I'm counting the days, man. I'm counting the <clears throat> oh, days. Oh, I see what we did. We bumped up. So our experience is actually kind of wonky. Because I was like 400 XP short. Well, I guess 1,000 between the two classes of hitting level 6. But we just oh. decided to level up because we would be time yeah. skipping. Uh, spell successfully researched 500 per spell level. Oh, really? Well, that would yeah. have gotten my wizard up to level. Yeah. And then maybe the training montage in the... Uh... I should just research more spells. Dang. Yeah. That's really nice. Um, I think the training montage might also up my fighter level as well because the Hadoukens also include uh, spear twirling and martial arts fighting nice very nice very nice so um Hmm. So you have made a spell. You are not getting married until Dorof Guam, Mathis Sathis uh, is at the peak, which is going to be August 7th. Oh, okay. So you have so many months of being single, but we're going to training montage them and they're going to blow by and then your wedding day is going to be on you. It's too fast. It's just going to be here too soon. other spells that I even want to make. Yeah, what things do you need? Now that I have a craftsman, I would like to put up Watchful Ward. 
Ah, yes. So that can be one of, uh, I have the gems, but I need Heifer to make two carved faces worth 100 GP. He can do that. Uh, you want them made out of metal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you only do two, or can I make... Uh, no, each spell needs a mask. So if you want to have a whole bunch of wards, you'll need, like, a room with masks and labels where each one goes and, like, press your face into this one, you go and press your face into that one. There may be a higher level version of this that just has one master mask that can look through all of the linked masks. Mm -hmm. Like greater watchful ward or improved watchful ward or something. Yeah. Yeah. But that probably would be at least fourth. I level. guess they can be moved, right? It's not. It won't need to be permanent. Like I can put the masks wherever. I can either. I can like hang yes. it in my house or move it outside or. Yeah. Yes. Okay, four hundred GP gems. All right, I'll go ahead and delete those finally. Pouches. Oh, when I level up, there will be some more identification to do. Okay. What would you like to identify? I have a bunch of potions. I think that's mm. it. Do you have the identify potion spell? I do not. I don't have enough first no slots. slots. Okay. Um. Um. So I make these two watchful wards. Um. So can we get a description of what's going on with Heifer and how is? his slash my workshop looks yes so heifer the the great blacksmith has brought over his tools and is able to construct a forge in a workshop i think he just brought over a maybe he brought a little toolbox but it was mostly his anvil yes it was the great anvil but then like you know some hammers some wrenches some pliers some yada yadas um He's got himself a nice mud brick building that he can work out of. There's um, some issue with supply with his forge. Uh, coal is needed to run it, coal or coke. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a little bit in short dem- short supply, but there's that nearby forest where you can have charcoal makers. Um, and you're pretty well known in this hilly area. You're known for, you know, slaying the Medusa fighting off giants the the people of this area are generally pretty grateful to you and it's easy to set up some sort of supply train coal is not you don't usually make it from a tree you uh you make charcoal it. from a tree and i don't know if you're yeah. gonna use charcoal or if you'd use straight up coal for a forge charcoal is definitely available for use here i guess you can use wood I think you would typically mine coal. Like, you, it would be an ancient forest that had been buried and... Yeah. Yeah, so typically it's millions of years old, buried under the ground. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure there are other options as well. I can't imagine every forge across the world has. You been can do fired. a wood burning one, but coal is higher density. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, anyways, I think mining charcoal in the hills is probably more feasible than going to the forest and manufacturing it. Okay. But you guys want to set me. up? Um, yeah, you can. Let's We've see. got all these refugees coming in, don't we, from the surrounding villages? I don't know if refugees is the word. Migrants? Migrants. People who have heard the good word of Necrot, believed it, and have arrived. And, and now they're have... working in our coal mine. Mmm. But they're yep. getting paid handsomely, and soon there will be wine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's up to you. You can tell me if there's charcoal in the hills or if we start a it's gonna roll for it. operation on the uh, on the outskirts. Uh, it looks like there is no charcoal, no coal in the hills. You'll have to bring in lumber or charcoal. Okay, then I guess we set up a logging camp. One of these hexes. Mm-hmm. And one of the and, nearby villages. And, and this may wind up being our first rush. No, these are all about the same. I guess mm-hmm. Grecos was like right here. Uh, right. Oops, right there. It's Grecos. Oh, okay. So that seems like a good spot to do it. And this may wind up being the first road. Ooh. Not intentionally necessarily, but like as we set up a logging camp outside of Grecos mm-hmm. and begin trekking wood to Necrot those wagon ruts will eventually wear the first road through these hills. Yes. Yes, it will. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do... It's fine. Um, I wanted to find a way to just show a little bit more of the map permanently since this is an area you are very familiar with now. Dynamic so. cartographer. Yeah. Oh. I like McTacky's map in your Arcadia style. Mm. Have you seen him working on that? He's doing like a. This doesn't seem to be working though. What if I bring us away and back? Nope. Still get the same light radius. It didn't. Oh, yeah. Ah, there we go. That's what I'm looking for. Sweet. What's at the Oasis? I've definitely stopped over there and my travels south. Mm hmm. Is there anything there worth 
the Oasis will occasionally have passersby travelers through, mm-hmm. um, but the creek that leads from Necrot has swollen its banks, and the water flow around Necrot is a little bit better than it used to be, thanks to Platos, your demigod, your your minor god, your little spirit. Um, so the Oasis has become less of a, uh, a fixture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is still a, a marker for the ancient peoples who have been trading along the same route for hundreds of years here. So if you hang by the Oasis, occasionally you'll meet the uh, long-distance traveler who's moving from one end of this range to another. Um, and, you know, it's an Oasis. People have been coming here for a long time. There might be things buried in the sands around it or maybe even the bottom of the water itself. Nine and 17. So you will, over this time, also learn that there are 17 giants still living in these hills. I'm just going to mark their locations and their numbers for you. Whoa. And we can also mark the grotto. Are they all hill giants? They are all hill giants. Yes. Okay. Um, I would like, when I hit level, uh, what would you call it? Level six, I will reattempt to learn Minor Gateway. Ooh, love it. So that will be, I think, a 70% chance to learn spells. Yep, 70% chance. R D100, less than 70. Success. Perfect. This was meant to be my fireball. I think Minor Gateway Conjuring Summoning. Yep. Okay. And now with Minor Gateway, which is a fireball spell, but it also allows you to probe the four elemental planes, you mm-hmm. have um, a temporary or a, a minor method of interdimensional travel. You know, if you open it to the plane of air, there's a great gust of wind, so you can't really crawl back into it. But if you need to capture materials from any of these planes, you can mm-hmm. now directly access them. I like that it's like fixed in power. That's kind of why I've, why I wanted it. Like at low levels, it's better than a fireball. Does mm-hmm. it just as a flat eight d six damage? Yep, slightly smaller AOE. Um, and I think my first cast, I wanted to do the plane of Earth, um, and see if I can use this to terraform. I don't think it will work, but what did you mean by terraform? Um, basically, conjure up 
mountains from the elemental plane of Earth. So I'll go out into my backyard. I think I've imagined that the Quanah and my little hut are on the northeast-ish edge of town, right? There's yep. nothing beyond it except for like the vineyard is up and over the hill. Yep. So I don't want to destroy my house with this, um, but I will like go out behind in the hills behind my house and practice, kind of test out the spell, opening a portal to the elemental plane of Earth. Um, either drawing the portal straight on the ground, or does it have to be horizontal? Uh, it says caster draws in the air a portal or doorway which then briefly opens so does it have to be this way or can it be drawn on the ground and I suppose you can do it in any direction yeah Yeah. but if you do it below you so it'll open away from you so if you draw it on the ground it'll open down you might want to draw it above or It opens away from you. Okay. So yeah, you can find a way to draw it how how you need. I'm sure. Well, could it, how I was is there's no way to draw it up, but like you could like lay on the ground like a mechanic and draw it right above me. But then I uh-huh. like what? I guess I'll start doing it horizontally, like into the maybe into the side of a hill. Mm-hmm. into the hillside behind my house. That'll be the first casting. Because I want to see what happens. Like, if it's a few, if it's like a foot off the ground, does the wall of earth hover there? So I guess maybe describe what happens. I go out maybe 20, 30 feet away from my house. Mm-hmm. Like from my house towards the vineyard. I also avoid the vineyard so that I don't destroy anything there. Yeah. And you yeah. cast minor... A, uh, yeah, with a paintbrush or whatever, I paint out a... small window into the plane of earth Mm -hmm. and when you finish casting the spell the portal opens and there is the plane of earth solid before you it doesn't move it doesn't flow out of the portal it just opens to if you poke your head around the other side for the brief moment that it's open uh, you will see like rock but you'll also see this like crystalline silicate running through it and then like mm-hmm. a, a vein of gold ore running in the other direction before the portal ends. Only for a second or two, huh? Yeah. Duration instant. Interesting. have an idea for a spell hmm. but I would like so it's not so the wall the, the portal doesn't it, I read that it creates a short-lived wall but the wall is it's two-dimensional right it's infinitely right. flat well kind of I mean it's or it's, it's four-dimensional or something it's on the, so it's not like it yeah. will force I can't use it to move earth right it's just right like, it won't force earth out but it would bring out water fire or air mm-hmm. earth just happens to be have really okay. really high surface tension yeah, I was imagining like pulling out chunks of the elemental plane of Earth into this uh, into this area. Ah, uh, well, can you find a way to slow it down 
so the spell effect lasts. So that was the longer. idea for the spell that I was thinking of, that I was imagining is a uh, maybe something that may be called like channel or something. It is a spell mm. that you would cast to extend the duration of another spell. So like, I think there's already a spell for this. Yeah, extension one. Oh really? Uh, by use of extension one spell, the wizard prolongs the duration of a previously cast first, second, or third level spell by fifty percent. Thus, a levitation spell may be made to function for 15 minutes per level, a hold person for three rounds per level. That's naturally, fourth level spell. Yeah, naturally, the spell affects only spells that have durations. The spell must be cast immediately after the spell to be extended, either by the original caster or another wizard. Okay, well, that kind of nixes that idea. One, because it's a higher level spell. And, and two, the durations. The dura- it's doubled, so it'll go from one to two seconds to two to four seconds. Yeah. Not particularly useful, especially since by the time you cast extension, the other spell would already have ended. Yeah. So what else could you do? Can you create like a zone of time dilation? Like a... (laughs) As a third level spell? (laughs) Well, withdraw kind of allows you... That's a first level spell for priests that slows time and allows you to take multiple actions. Can you create a similar type of... I'm in a bit of a time bubble and I can't really interact with anything on the outside of it, but things in here... Well, no, because that's not what we need to do. You would need to be able to put a time bubble on the gateway. You'd want time to slow for one object. Or does it need to slow or can it just like hold portal even? (gasps) What if you hold portal the portal? Right, this sounds like some cooperative magic. Bars a door, gate. Sounds like some what? Some cooperative magic. Spell magically bars a door, gate, valve. Although hold portal is meant to hold a door, I kind of like the literary interpretation of some spells. Mm Hmm. I think hold portal to hold open a portal is a very reasonable use of a a low level spell for high level purposes. Mm -hmm. Now, I do not have hold portal, nor do I have the spell slots. It sounds to me, Ryan, Devon, like you need an apprentice. Or um, a collaborator. Mm-hmm. I don't think you want a collaborator. I think you want a lackey. Yeah. You need a grad student. <laughs> um. Where are you going to find a grad student? I mean, Atropos sort okay, of replaced so... you with a, a new person, but you couldn't go Atrop- stealing her. I sent that person to Atropos, but I kind of forgot that. Mm. Hold Portal is in Adia's uh, tablets. Mm. Hmm. Well, why don't we take our first break while we muse on these things, and we'll come back in a few minutes with some more Dicing with Death. All right. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dicing with Death. 
Hello. Hello. You reapplied the honey to your microphone? Yep. I'm just waiting to lick it off. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good old <clears throat> honey mics. So we were discussing apprentices mm-hmm. and wizard schools mm-hmm. and opening extra dimensional portals for longer than we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. What could possibly go wrong? Very little. This world definitely doesn't have a problem with portals. Not this island, at least. So, tell me about our our population in Necrot. Who has come? Are any of them budding young wizards? It is mostly folks from the nearby villages of the hills and then a few of the plains folk and uh only you know smattering of forest folk who have come to necrot Uh, often the youth who want to get away from their homes and go off to the new city that uh people are beginning to call it population has ballooned from a few hundred to almost a thousand as uh new huts are being put up The town expands down the canyon and slightly over the hillsides. Anyone that was an original citizen of Necrot now has apprentices coming begging to work for them, begging to sleep in, you know, small huts, you know, five to a a room, just so that they can be here. I'm guessing Akitos is busy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, construction will continue. The town will expand. Well, does Devon have anyone banging on his door, begging to be apprenticed? You have people leave, coming leave the wizard to well enough alone. Lord Devon, I have this such problem that I need your help with. Lord Devon, there's this thing, you know. Giant gophers have attacked our f- plots of land. Devon, this thing has happened over here. Uh, Gophers, I have just the thing. Unleash the cocks. Yep. Yep. Um, And so there are problems that come. Uh, As for wandering apprentices... All it takes is nine int. Yeah. Um... I suppose if nothing obvious shows up at our door, I can go visit Entrepost and the new... What's your name? Yeah. That's my what? My charisma? Your charisma. That's what I was going to ask. 13? 12? 12. 12. Plus one reaction adjust. Okay. You're level 6-6 six, six now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I really with feel... A sexual alignment. <laughs> Love it. What were you going to say? Know, I was going to say, I feel like... Priests... Rogues, warriors get followers. Why didn't they implement a an apprentice thing for high level wizards? I feel like it should be like at ninth level, a wizard gets one d four apprentices or something like that. That sounds pretty bomb. Well, I'm down. Um, there is some. Six, but... 
there is some young person somewhere that comes to your service. Why don't you roll me a character for them? Uh, McTacky just got 13 int. But so did... Oh, there's someone at 17 int. Sorry, McTacky, you're fired. <laughs> I don't know if I want an apprentice that's smarter than me, do I? That's uh, actually a really good not. character. What did he roll? 12, 12, 7, 12, 17, 11, 13, 13. Wow. I guess it's just high int, but... Well, why don't you roll us some uh, 3d6s, and uh, uh, we will... 13, 8, 9, 12-inch, 6, 6. Low withle power, low charisma. Two, three. Uh, one more, because we use perception in this game. Oh. And lovely. That my apprentice, really? Yes. 13, 8, 9, 12, 6, 6, 10. Which fits pretty well because I was imagining this person to be sort of like a young folk coming from far away. Would you roll me a d6 for their sex? Oh, not their HP? No. Uh, this is a woman. It's a female are, apprentice. Are women even? Uh, 1, 2, 3 is female, 4, 5, 6 hmm. is male. And then when I roll NPCs, one is like young, two is middle-aged, three is old, four, mm-hmm. four is young, five is middle-aged, six is old. So that way, with a D6, I can create a character pretty fast. Um, so a, a young woman comes to join, comes asking if she can join you. She has, as her parents call it, a, a touch of magic in her. And it needs to be refined and developed. How do you train a wizard? Um, can um, when does she show up? Is it like as as it seem faded? Is it like as I am um, musing about how I need a second set of hands to hold open my hellish portals, or? Well, I think at first you are going about your business and you keep noticing this, you know, this new person, this new young woman nearby somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's, she's just kind of like lurking around your house for a few days. At the you house know. itself or like I'm in the backyard conjuring a portal and I see and like the, the shot pans and up on the hill is this young woman. Yeah, watching. there's like this young woman watching or like maybe you're going through the market square and like you're picking up a chicken and being like, oh, this is going to be good tonight. And you'll notice like there's this young woman over there and she's kind of like Actually, watching there was, you from a there distance. There was a 10-week training montage of me in the hills blowing things up. Yeah, so she's sort of like been around watching from afar, working up the courage to come and be like, apprentice me, senpai. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't for a while until... Maybe you're done and confront her one day about why she's lurking around you. Or maybe one day she just gets up the courage to do it. How do you think it goes? Um, I think Devon would confront her if there was like an opportune moment. So I'm like walking back from the market with a chicken to... I don't know what... Do I have any spells that require chicken sacrifices? I just thought this was like dinner for you. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like like regular food. Uh, Excuse me. I can't help but notice you've been watching me. 
she will are you try to hide her face but is staring at you with starry eyed wonder are you new in town the young girl nods her head a few times what is your name Cassandra I feel like there was already a Cassandra in this campaign but that can be it can be a recurring name a common name I've known a person named only in your oh, it's only common because you knew a Cassandra and you reuse everyone in your personal life as NPCs. Where else do you get names if not from your personal life? I don't know. Fantasynamegenerator.com. <laughs> That's a real answer. Cassandra, oh, okay. Cassandra was Georg's Medusa. Georg's Medusa was also Cassandra? Yeah, I thought there was a Cassandra here, too. Uh, was that the name of the apprentice to... What's-her-face? Quite possible. She's also a vampire. It's a common name in this world. Get over it. Three Cassandras in seven years, my god. Maybe this is the same Cassandra. Maybe she becomes a vampire. That's true. That's the nice thing about throwing around the same names over and over again. Eventually someone's like, wait, but what if these two different, these names are the same character from different points? And then they create this whole like lore and story about how a character has done multiple things. And then you're just like, yes, that was the plan all along. Good job for discovering my secret patterns. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how I do it. Let the players decide my lore for me. Tell me, Cassandra. What interest could you have in me? Most of the newcomers seem to steer clear. I think we shot pans out and we see us like standing in the street with like a 10 foot bubble around us as everyone like (laughs) walks and then (laughs) steers around the. the wizard yeah. mm-hmm. whispers of I saw an explosion in the sky when he was standing nearby. It could, he could explode at any moment. <laughs> and she will look at you with this like fear and awe and say, I magic. I need to learn. I want to learn. I want to be you. It's not so easy. It takes much time and practice. What makes you think you even have what it takes? She uh, takes a step back, rubs her hands together, and uh, brings them fairly close to the ground like this. And you can see there's maybe a bit of a flicker of light between her hands before a, a small flame bursts forth and it kind of like shoots out from her hands a few inches and like chars the ground momentarily and then fades um i have the spellcraft skill am i able to identify is this like an ignite spell or is no, this, this something is, different 
this is someone who has yet to develop a, their first actual spell, but they they have a natural tendency, that natural spark to dip into the realms of magic. And she is sort of, we at this point, we would call this like wild, uncontained like mm. sorcerer magic, where she's creating spell effects without the discipline to know what she's doing. Is and that it's allowed like, in this universe? You know, everyone comes from somewhere. And this girl has, you know, she's like halfway to a burning hands, but she doesn't even know it. Mm -hmm. She doesn't understand what she's doing fully. A force like this left alone could become great and powerful on its own, or it could do terrible, terrible things. Or fizzle out into nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. You must be careful unleashing such magical energies with no structure to them. Here, allow me, and I will, uh, you um, will? I think right here and now I will start gathering some, like, twigs mm-hmm. from, like, the side of the road or, like, splinters of wood, probably just little, little splinters, and create, like, the tiniest little campfire you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Magic obeys certain a certain logic rules of the universe here hold this chicken <laughs> she holds the chicken to, con- to contain it must create a, a structure a framework sometimes we bound magic within words within gestures or within physical manifestations of platonic ideals here now, the the perfect campfire is enough to contain the perfect idea of a fire. And um, I'll reverse this extinguish to ignite. Snap of the so the snap of my fingers. The uh, the teeny tiny little campfire lights. She sees it. She's heard the stories. She's spied on your portal t- casting and your, your spell testing. And at the sight of the fire being shown to her so directly, she sort of drops to her knees and looks up at you with big, wide eyes. Stand up. You're getting the chicken and, dirty. And begs you to take her as an apprentice. <laughs> I, like, stamp out the, uh, the teeny tiny fire and take my chicken back. Mm-hmm. Well, she takes. She gives Come. you the chicken, begs to be your apprentice, and you. Come, we have some uh, brewing to do, and that night I'll teach her how to make chicken stew. <laughs> A magical process in and of its own <laughs> self. Um, hmm. This is the cantrip spell. This is how you flavor my dinner. Okay. <laughs> this is your potion I'm not gonna waste my own spell slots on cantrip, but. That's what apprentices are for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is how you brew a potion. The first potion we're going to do is called coffee. All right, <laughs> here you go. Here's some some beans. Make a fire. Roast them. Uh, where's Akitos? I need an apprentice, Jack. You can find him. Or is there already something? 
Can't exactly keep my apprentice in the cockatrice pit. That's true. It's true. <clears throat> um, does she have any reaction upon returning to what would we call this little uh, the shrine? The, the corner of town, yeah, that ah. Devon lives in, right? It's like the edge of town with the with the shrine and the blood fountain and the cockatrice pit. Um, what would you call that? The mage quarter? I don't know. We'll see what they've come to call it. I think eventually there will be a tower here. Eventually this whole town will be towers. Mm-hmm. Pillars of rock rising from the hills. There's time. Yeah. There's a... Uh... Oh, that's definitely not what I thought it was. Okay. Jackie's mentioning there's a spells and magic MP system. There is. It's like a one MP cantrip or something. I, I feel like, though, the power level of a lot of your first level spells, creating a cantrip that's weaker than these seems... Like, how much weaker could I get than an ignite spell? Right. Like uh, it feels yeah. like that. Would, it feels like that would be one MP cantrip. So instead of one MP cantrip, we've got three MP cantrips. Yeah, but I think ignite works at range. So maybe you could do like a one MP version of it's just like a single touch. Like range, a touch so, version. Okay, of... but it works everything within fifty feet. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, where are you going to keep your apprentice? In your house? Are you going to build her a new place? Is she going to sleep in the temple? There's a temple? The shrine to <laughs> Platos, your water god. space in there. There's that barely enough space for Platos. Um, Do you need some blessed human skin? What? Uh, he could eat her and turn her into blessed leather. That's what hmm. I was saying. Um, I think she needs like a shack next door. Yeah. So I will find Akitos at some point. Yes. Uh, by Say, now, the Quanot yeah. has been finished in its construction. The water flows freely, and you will notice patterns with um, large sacrifices coming into Platos will temporarily increase the flow rate in the river for a while hmm. and you know it'll return back to its regular rate as long as Aki as long as Platos is kept happy and fed <clears throat> water flows freely I think the newcomers are uh, I think newcomers are probably told this right told that the water mm -hmm. flows freely as long as they make offerings to Platos, our water spirit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well. Well. Um... Yeah, so I will. It's, maybe she stays. In, where is uh, where's Kronos staying? 
It was in the. He has moved into the Quanon. Yeah. Really. Uh. Well, no. Yeah. It's kind of hard to build a. A house for a giant, especially a young, growing giant boy. Any house you mm-hmm. build him, he will outgrow. So into the Quanot he goes. Is it big enough? The entryway is big enough for him to sort of scramble in, and then the inside opens up more and more. And uh, he helps, like, dig out a side section. Mm-hmm. So he has a, a domicile in there. You have a hill giant in a cave. Hmm probably quickly becoming a shrine of vengeance now yeah um you know i was gonna bring this up at some point and this is a great opportunity to do so there's that amulet of velthara yeah i'll be identifying that when i get a moment okay cool then at your leisure i mean maybe now is the time i will cassandra comes over and learns how to brew a chicken soup potion Mm mm-hmm and I will go find Akitos mm-hmm. and say that a budding young sorceress named Cassandra has shown up mm-hmm. and is in need of some sort of shelter. A small hut will do like near uh, yes. near myself and the shrine. Akitos has fallen into a position of some reputation in the last few months. He's been the one to build your house, to build the shrine to Platos, to expand the Quanot, and while oh. his successes are built on the backs of your work and Platos's work, um, he has developed a reputation as somewhat of a craftsman and somewhat as a almost like a chancellor, where if people wish to talk to you sometimes they will go to him first to like take your temperature and can I talk to him about this thing and how would I approach him um which he sort of not super thrilled on he likes to do his shit was he even from here did we bring him in from Grecos he was a goat herder nearby who just like happened to have the best goat house in town yeah Yeah, Well, one of his apprentices will do, so he need not build the hut himself, but one of his mm-hmm. sons can come and build a little mm-hmm. wooden shack next to mine. Uh, they will little, do so. Little witch's hut. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and as I'm preparing to cast another identify, I will go fetch, uh, see if I can borrow the amulet back from Kronos, see how that goes. And I guess I will find him in the Quanot. Yes, you will find him in the Quanot. Um, and find his rather large cave at the back. You know, the water flows out and he kind of goes back into the side and up and then down over here into this other area. His uh, home is sort of cozy. He's gotten some nice big animal furs to lay out all around. So he's got some soft spots. He has a uh, an area, like a, a sconce, so he can hold a torch and see. And next to the sconce, dangling from a peg in the wall, is the Amulet of Velthara. Okay, Kronos so he's not wearing it? No, he is kneeling before it, uh, whispering words <laughs> to Velthara, goddess of vengeance. I'll Using ESP, are words translated? Like, th- thoughts are not necessarily in the language. I don't... Sp- speak 
giant, nor have I learned any translation spells at this point. Hmm. Um, you might not get the exact details, but I think you can get the general the... concept of what's happening. Yeah, I'm a smart man, and I only speak the one language, right? So there's certainly capability or capacity to mm -hmm. know more. Mm -hmm. um, I will use my uh, Serona, is that what it's called? My crown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to read his thoughts. I will not interrupt. I will just sort of sit back behind him, let him finish his prayers, but uh, I will pry into his mind. His thoughts are of his pain, of seeing his family murdered. His thoughts are of vengeance, which he's already sort of achieved because uh, Gabrielle is dead already, you know? Mm -hmm. but he's not satiated this hasn't filled the emptiness inside of him there is still an ongoing pain and you can hear him sort of just praying for for something to fill the void fanning the flames of vengeance can I see what he is uh, visualizing when he focuses this this pain like who is he imagining getting vengeance on if Giselle is already dead, who who is he imagining taking out his vengeance on? That is his problem. <laughs> he doesn't have someone to take out his vengeance upon, but he has this need for violence, this need to right some wrongs, to make sense of the deaths of his family members, and a need to react. It seems fairly childish and immature, this, you know, I feel pain, I want to exercise my pain by causing destruction elsewhere. As long as it's not in our town. Yeah. All right. Devon waits in the shadows for his prayers to finish. Um, they will wrap up eventually. Longer than you might have wanted to wait. That's fine. I think it was an interesting, uh... It's interesting to observe. Uh, when he is done, does he stand up and fetch the amulet, or does it stay on the peg? Uh, yes, he would go to fetch the amulet, and I'll give him a perception check to notice you lurking in the shadows, which I, he fails. So yeah, I will announce myself as if I am just arriving. So like I, I wait to see, I was waiting to see what he does with the amulet out of curiosity, but then I like tap my staff on the stone and say, "Kronos, uh, yes, my lord. <clears throat> I am no lord." Ed. At least not yet. And in any case, you do not need to address me as such. Um, the time has come for me to have another look at that amulet. I speak slowly, gauging his reaction as I, as I speak these things. I must borrow it for just a day or so. Mm -hmm. Does he look reluctant? Does he... 
not so much reluctant, just trying to understand. You know, mm -hmm. he's a young he's a young giant. He doesn't quite get it all. Yeah. But he will take the amulet told, that he was yeah. about to put around his neck and just carefully fold the chain around it and hand <clears> it over to you. Yeah. I told you this day would come. I must uh, divine the gods' will once again. But I will return it to you. Okay. Have no fear. Well, watch! I find out it's some horrible cursed artifact, and <laughs> um, go ahead and identify it. Yeah. The ten percent per level. I should be rolling this in secret in case you fuck it up, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's more fun to. Uh, um, I will go get. Uh, I will hopefully find Cassandra around, mm -hmm. and I will show her the purification process, and probably eventually get mad at her for leaving her, like hairs or something, interrupting the magical energies, and snap at her and kick her out, but. I will at least like walk her through the, okay, I'm gonna identify these things. Here's how we purify an area to, uh, yeah. Remove Excellent. any magical impurities that may interfere with uh, the divinations. Um, mm -hmm. I also have two unidentified potions that I will prepare as well. Excellent. Um, I don't know if we care about keeping track of pearls I have been I have been noting how many I'm spending, but I don't know how many I have. I obtained a string of pearls, I believe, from the Sea Witch. Well, a string of pearls is going to have like at least ten at the bare minimum, but probably close to thirty or forty. Probably yeah. like yeah, probably. I can yeah. Shall I go fetch a string of pearls? Yeah, if you've got a string of pearls on hand, <laughs> um, sweetie. I need your going out necklace. I bet these pearls are Dodger GP each. This is a particularly long one. But, uh. Oh, yeah. I'd say hundreds are on this thing. It's like a. One, two, three. I don't know if I'd call these 100 GP pearls. Maybe like 10 cent pearls, but. I Are would they real say there's pearls? probably more than a hundred. Yeah, they're real. Ooh. Okay, yeah. So we'll so say you is... got a hundred pearls then, just for simplicity's sake. Okay. And uh, I think that will bring you through all the possible spell castings you will need. I doubt you'll cast the spell more than a hundred times. Um, so I don't think we're even going to bother tracking it. I'll keep writing like negative pearls, fun. and if I get okay. to negative 100, I will have a panic attack. I'm down sure. to negative, negative 5. Okay. All right, would you like to roll in secret or something? Yeah, it's a little less fun, but I want to be able to lie to you, so. Okay. And it should be a 60% chance now. The first reading you get is that this amulet allows the bearer to perform a ritual to mark a person for vengeance. A person thus marked will have... When you mark a person thusly, you will always know their location, their direction, their distance, and the general area. For example, you would know that my enemy is 100 miles to the east. 
in the Korkakis mountain range. Um, that is the first property of this amulet. I'll keep going. All right, D100 again, 60 or lower, natural one. Well, a D10, but same, same. Uh, the second ability is an aura that turns people's thoughts to Velthara in a subtle effect that sort of just like brings her to mind. This is the sort of like AOE thing that just being in the presence of this amulet will make you, will turn your thoughts to vengeance, will sort of draw your mind slowly and subtly to acts of retribution. Would there be any mechanical effect of that? Uh, no, Maybe it's like not going to be mechanical. It's going to be more uh, more subtle lore thing. RP. Yeah. Would, there be, would that be the equivalent of like a plus or minus on a save that's relevant? Like if you're commanding someone to vengeance or... I think in a situation... Something like that. I'm trying yeah, to think of there, examples the, where... There would probably be mechanized bonuses in situations where someone may or may not be on the path towards vengeance or whatever mm-hmm. or if you're trying to like manipulate someone if they're like, near this amulet you would probably be more easy to manipulate them in a vengeance direction but it will also just reach out and pervade society nearby do i have any idea what the aoe is on this am on that aura or is that not? Uh, it appears given? the aura is related to the wielder's connection level, to Velthar. Yeah, so it's yeah probably cleric like, level. Probably like five feet per level, ten feet per level, something like that. I guess I'll. Yeah, not important. Okay. Let's see about the third property if you can get it. A 21. Oh, we're going through these. Nice. McTacky's jumping in his boots. The amulet of Velthara will act as a bag of holding for a single weapon. When the amulet is... Place the amulet on a weapon, speak the words, and the weapon will shrink to fit into the amulet somehow and become like a facet of the amulet, which can then be recalled from will where it will drop and grow to its normal size. And if you're practiced with it, you should be able to like speak the words to make whatever weapon you have grow and then catch it as it falls. Is the word you get... Do I know if you get to make it up every time you stow a weapon, or, um, or if it uh, is a particular word associated with the? I hadn't decided that factor. I'll probably experiment with it once my identify is done. But yeah. Hmm. It's probably a specific word, probably a specific word of magic. Maybe it's Velthara's name in the language of magic or in some ancient tongue. It would probably be the first thing I try after saying my own things. Yeah. A three, zero three on the die. Is that four? Property of this amulet is simply um, like a detect grudge type ability or spell. You can reach out, and it's like ESP where you can sort of reach out into the minds of nearby people, but instead of allowing you to read people's thoughts, this is more of 
point me in the direction of a person who has some sort of vengeance in their heart or some sort of grudge at hand. Someone who has been wronged and is like feeling it. Um, and you can find these people, protect them, feel them out. Mm-hmm. I'm on a roll, but I've only got two more die rolls and I kind of want to identify these potions. Let's I guess do the I potions. Could... Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do the potions. Right. First potion. Oh, six. Um, this is, I've got two potions that are unknown. Like, sorry, two of one kind, one of another kind. Right. Two of one, one of another. Oh, right. Okay. So the the two, or do you want to go the two or the one first? The two. Uh, potions of healing. What? That can't be right. I've already got two potions of healing. I've already got potions of healing. I feel like I would have noticed. Do you have two potions them? of water breathing? I drank one, I think. Well, I have, I have marked two potions of healing okay. from the Sea Witch Cave. Okay. No, so... I guess maybe these are different. I think the potions of healing I had were like troll blood, homemade potions. These mm. must be more conventional. I don't know. Yeah, okay. these must be unicorn horn. <laughs> um, and the second one. Wow. Rolls is a potion of sweet water. What? You also had one of those. How did we not yeah. identify these things? I've heard, I already have identified a potion of sweet water. These were other potions that should have been separate. Um. Well, those are the only. Those are the potions that on my notes are marked as not identified. <clears throat> Maybe those we are the ones that I did identify. I think. Well, you got one potion of sweet water super, super early on. Okay, it was a separate. Maybe I got yeah. the one potion. The first, no, the first ones came from, what's her name's? Um, Atropos. Cave. Yeah. No, not Atropos. Uh, Seltzer's Grotto. Oh. And these were from the Sea Witch? Yeah. Were these okay. listed as Seltzer or is the Sea Witch? This is under Sea Witch. Okay. Well, I guess it's another potion of sweet water. I feel like I should have been able to identify it as a potion that I've seen before, but maybe not. Yeah, that would make sense. Well, okay. Oh, well. Ow. That was a six rolls right, I, all I, below I 60. I already have a Hold potion on. of sweet water. I don't know how much I have you left of it. Did I use it all on the mm-hmm. river? I guess I did use it all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I've got another. And I will experiment with the item stowing property of the amulet and see if I can figure out its command word. I mean, I think the first thing I would do is to just like try saying, try like making up a word. Sure. Why don't you give me a religion proficiency check? And if you can pass that right off the bat, then <clears throat> definitely get it. No problem. I do not have religion. I have folklore, spellcraft, mm. archaeology. So I well, should just roll like a will at minus five or something like that. Uh, yeah, will at half, which is oh. going to be about the same. So I, I'm not able to figure it out. It would be a will. Yeah, d20 plus six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. no. So uh, you can't get it right away with just a, all the various religious lore that you have. So what else okay. could you try? Oh, 
I won't try. I said archaeology. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I, mean, I would have said Valthara's name, but maybe I missed that it's supposed to be in some ancient tongue or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to take it to Kronos and tell him what I've learned. Um, you will be ecstatic to hear about these yeah. properties. The young giant realizing he's always felt this aura around the amulet. You know, he's been mm-hmm. wearing it and he's been focusing on this pain and suffering. And when you tell him the amulet amplifies those thoughts, his he doesn't quite. And he's more like, well, my thoughts are my own. Of course, they're my own. But mm-hmm. and I try to get him to exercise. You know, you must you must be careful. You're be aware that Felthara will be amplifying your own vengeance, but of more concern is it will amplify the feelings of those around you. As you grow in power, it may spread through the entire village. Vengeance is good. This will make our people strong. Focused correctly, vengeance has its place, yes. Um, yeah, and I'll tell him he can well, declare, what is it, declare vengeance against an individual. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you're able to track them to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. Always know their location. Mm-hmm. And... Was there, there was no bonus associated with that. Maybe it's another property. Like, do you get bonuses versus the person you've got your grudge against? I guess I would have to keep identifying to find that out. More identifying needed. Um, and I tell him there's a way to store a weapon inside of it, but I have not been able to identify the proper invocation to Valthara. He will commune with his goddess and uh, pray for guidance. Maybe, and then he will let him in on some of the secrets. He can sense grudges. Yeah, hopefully he'll stow his bardish inside of it or something. Mm -hmm. Cool. I had uh, an idea for a similar vengeance type mechanic. I hadn't thought of like the tracking aspect of it, but they, uh, a witch class I was working on was based around setting hexes on your opponents. And those would, like, you would stack the hexes, and then when you release them, they do, like, D8 damage or something like that. Mm. So it'd be like, you know, it's like an action to, like, hex a person. Maybe you do it with your voodoo doll or something. Mm-hmm. And you can, I don't know, maybe get one per level or something like that. So, like, a level five witch can stack up to five of these, like, hex charges on various people, and then they release them with, like, a melee attack or maybe by casting another spell. Mm-hmm. So like you stack these like oaths of vengeance and then stick them with the dagger and blow them all up for like three d eight damage or something. Pretty sweet. So I don't know if there's some like damage bonus associated with his vengeance or if like you get a yeah, anyways to be determined. To be determined. Okay. Uh, well, you have discovered the amulet, your potions, you've created your first spell, you've gathered an early apprentice who has surprisingly decent int and can serve you. 12 decent, I suppose. 
What else does Devon need in life while he's still single? <laughs> I think we're doing it. Right? Well, I have a few small plot points to bring up from time to time. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in the spring, after the weather gets a little bit better and people can explore out, there is a vein of copper that is found in a nearby hill as someone uh, digs in to make like a cellar in their new <laughs> house. They strike copper. Nice. And the news flows quickly. And, um, Does this spark a debate around property rights, mineral rights? It sparks a debate around coinage. Hmm. As you have run into, this society has struggled with the lack of currency. There have been some coins to float about, but it has been difficult to barter and trade with such a small reserve of money. You know, whatever happened to that gold ore? That was the first task that I set Heifer to. Oh, you just have I... a couple of ingots of gold chilling now. Okay. Or did yeah, those so... get turned into gold coins or something? Uh, that's up to you. Unless, you have there was, unless they were needed bars. to make the masks. If you want to make the masks out of gold, they can be made of gold. Well, Wonderful. there are only 100 GP. Would gold have been the proper material, or would he have been able to intricately carve them out of something? You could have carved it out of a, a cheaper metal if you want. Gold would easily do. Um, you need proper like face masks, so it takes some craftsmanship. The, the value of the raw materials is probably only going to be like... 20% of the value of the mask. Most of it's going to come from craftsmanship. So uh, gold could do. Copper could do. If you had a really good craftsman, you might even be able to make them out of wood or something. Mm-hmm. Gold would be the easiest. Okay, so maybe that's where the gold went. These gold masks. these creepy gemstone eyes okay mm -hmm. but we discover copper you discover copper and whose idea is it to begin minting coins well the discussion around town has been such that like it's hard to trade and people will show up with like i've got my chickens i really want you to build me a house but you don't want 50 chickens right now and so like people have been setting up these long-term barters and deals and it's just been awkward and uncomfortable and everyone has been sort of you know what if we had some money what if we had more coins floating around so i have these coins i have hundreds of coins who where are these from and what is on them are they an ancient mint or are they from hearth home they are from hearth home yeah yeah so they're not that ancient you know the coins you have might be up to a hundred years old mm -hmm. uh, maybe they're probably more recent than that they have funny little faces on them and a little bit of writing on them but mm -hmm. they apply about people that are not your own it is some unknown man's face on the money you spend the writing mm -hmm. makes no sense I mean it's clear words but like the words don't have meaning to you mm-hmm uh, we don't have the technology to mint coins except for Heifer, do we? Heifer could make you a striker. And... Heifer, Heifer could, but the rest of the town without him could not. 
Correct. And then you also need a very strong person to strike the coins. Uh, thankfully, you have yeah. Heifer and Kronos. Mm-hmm. Coin making is a long, laborious process unless you have a hill giant who can just like strike coins all day without getting tired. Well, you don't want to make too many coins, otherwise you'll have inflation. Well, you're just printing money for yourself, right? Yeah. All right, then. So where do we find this? Uh, so this was this on someone's land or are we taking it for an across? Well, what do you want to do when mm-hmm. word spreads through town that copper has arrived, that a copper vein has been struck? And mm-hmm. when you're having dinner one night with your family and your fiance's family, mm-hmm. uh, your dad brings it up at the dinner table. Just saying, like, uh, you know, I heard a man hit copper earlier today. He's one of the newcomers, one of the uh, the Romulans that arrived, building a basement, hit a copper vein. You know, Devon. Technically, that's our copper. You know, he he's a newcomer here, and anything that he finds is really yours by right. I look to gauge the elders' reaction to this. Is he at the dinner table? The elders at the dinner table, and he mm-hmm. looks up from the, you know, surprised, hasn't heard this news, and your mom's like. Oh, sweetie. You know, that's just... Maybe you could take a more diplomatic stance about that sort of thing. You don't have to be so aggressive about, you know, property rights these days. Just because there's a whole bunch of new people in town. You know, your dad can be a little aggressive sometimes, a little opinionated. There are are plenty of hills for every man. And this copper has no value until it has been torn from the earth it will belong to Necrot I was looking to the elder though to see what his his thoughts were on property rights or on how to handle the newcomers the elder speaks up and says well as long as we're talking property rights and mineral rights what about the right of taxation in my lifetime this town has quintupled in size most of that in the last year at a certain point we must become more than a collection of independent villagers and someone will have to organize and enforce and that will have to be accounted for. He looks you straight in the eyes. My day is of retirement is coming soon, and the day of my death soon after that. I think if we if there is copper in these hills and we can forge wealth from the earth itself there may not be much need to uh, impose taxes in this conventional way I was almost thinking the opposite are the people of Necrot not entitled to some share of the wealth of this land Say we mint coins from this copper and give 
every citizen of Necrot a certain share. And then your dad pipes up. That sounds like socialism to me. <laughs> and then impose. We don't want to build a nanny state. <laughs> and well, and then we, and then we tax. What? Put a tax on land on commerce whatever you will but all the citizens in Akrat will be richer and those that are not from here that wish to do business business with us will pay a small portion hmm. it's a win-win the people of Nakrat will feel like they're they have a stake in the land they're getting their fair share The city still makes a profit. Your bride-to-be pipes up, asking, and how do you plan on informing this cellar digger that the land under his house is now to be used by the state, by you, by us? Well, this is the first I've heard of it. I suppose tomorrow we ought to go have a look. Maybe we, uh, pro, you know, purchase the land from him and move him next door. Do we even have property rights? Like, who own, like, don't people just sort of build a hut wherever they feel like building a hut? Yeah, the legal system of this area doesn't exist. There are no laws mm -hmm. whatsoever. There is only the general notion of, like, social rules and social etiquette and what people can mm -hmm. agree upon. So, uh, uh, you know, it's about legitimacy. Whatever people believe is the way to go is the what people will do. And what's more legitimate than a giant? <laughs> <laughs> a giant with a huge need for vengeance. Right. Yeah. Well, the next day comes and... Devon will go to gather Akitos and Kronos and Heifer and the Elder or whoever wishes to come on, but certainly the craftspeople to go have a look at this copper vein. Huh? Well, you, you can head to the hills. You head to the hills. Who, uh, who tags along from the, from the, uh, town leadership? Well, definitely the town elders coming along. Mm -hmm. um, he is still sort of the like figurehead of the state, even if you might be the actual power. You know, you might be the 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 Boris Johnson of Necrot, but but the town elder is the queen still. <laughs> not not to say that you're Boris Johnson, just the prime minister. You know, um, I'm trying to make it personal. So the the queen, the town elder, comes along with you. Uh, your mm -hmm. apprentice will dog your heels. Do you want to bring the giant for? Yeah, I, yeah. I bring, the, I bring the giant, Akitos, and Heifer. To mm -hmm. yeah. Well, um, yeah. I think your bride to be will come along as well, Beyonce. Okay. Have we named her yet? I think we've given her a lot of names. <laughs> I don't think we've given her any names. 
Uh, maybe not. What do you want to call her? Cassandra. Dora. Dora. Uh, that, no, that seems as good as anything. Okay. Dora and Devon. Queen Dora the Explorer. <laughs> uh, what, what is, um, what is what? What if her name is Jocasta? Jocasta? What is that from? Oedipus Rex? Is that Oedipus's mother? Yeah. I mean, I was really hoping you wouldn't ask where it came from, <laughs> and then it would just be like, you know, a little Easter egg for somebody else. But now that you've asked, I'll have to change it. <clears throat> what about Helen? That's Helen? a nice Greek name. Sure. Uh, okay. Isn't it, Matt? Isn't it a... Uh, it's like Greek, Greek. Well, where was Agamemnon? Agamemnon. They Macedonian. Well, Macedonia is not a real country, so it's fine. <laughs> I, my friend's wife is Belarusian, and uh, mm -hmm. apparently she's got some sort of beef with Macedonia, and does not think it's a real country. Uh, I don't know what it is's we just... Aaron's got a good friend from college from... who's Macedonian. Oh. I mean, they base most of their pride on like 2000 year old uh, mm -hmm. conquests. How do they feel about everyone saying Alexander was Greek? People say that. I mean, he's a Macedonian king. What is. Well, yeah, but everyone's like Alexander the Great ran the Greek Empire. He was a Greek ruler. It's Macedonian. Hmm. He often gets accredited to Greek. I mean, he spread Hellenistic culture. It's easy to make some confusions there. Is the country of Macedonia not actually Macedonia? It's called North Macedonia. It's called North Macedonia. <laughs> I, look, I'm not actually trying to take a stance on Macedonia. I have no skin in this game. People in the Balkans are welcome to do whatever the hell they want. North Macedonia is the country. Strange. Maybe that's what she was talking about. I she they were on speakerphone. I didn't know what was going on. They were joking. It's uh, Nathaniel's wife. Oh, she's oh she, she's Belarusian. No, no Bulgarian. I'm sorry, Bulgarian. Not even less about Bulgarian. Well, so, like that's like the that's like the German mountaintops with the with the. The dresses and the beer, right? No. Bulgaria oh. is next to the Black Sea. Um, it's like if you go halfway between Greece and Turkey and then like go up. Mm. Anywho. Well, this got Anywho. derailed. Yeah, yeah, Helen. yeah, yeah. Helen. Isn't it H-E-L-L-E-N? Is that how you spell Helen? Uh, or one L? Whatever. What's in a name, right? Who cares how it's spelled? The spelling <laughs> is the least cares. important part of a name. <laughs> you could spell Erickson one of five ways, and it would all be correct. Um, this not true. 
Try uh, try changing the way you spell your name on your like next passport renewal. Sure, in our modern society it matters, but here when most people are illiterate, they just use their language. They don't they don't spell things. Helen doesn't actually know how to spell her name. She can't read or write. Well, that's about to change. Bulgaria does not equal Bavaria. Oh, Devon <laughs> doesn't know how to spell Helen either. Wow, is that a natural one on how to spell Helen? Yeah, natural one on my literacy check. Yeah. Not that you ever have to roll a literacy check, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my one weakness okay so the entourage Devon and the entourage are heading into the hills to see what this copper mine is all about excellent uh, you come across the na- the the man the man's name mm-hmm. is Thrace does he have a uh, a house built already or no he, he was digging out the basement like first yeah mm-hmm. He's got like a little um, lean-to next to the house that he has as a temporary shelter. It's just got like a little cot and some uh, Mm -hmm. blankets or some tarps that run over it to keep him out of the rain. And uh, you can see this pit that's been dug into the hillside where he was going to put a basement. And there's this like glistening bit of copper sticking out of it. And when you arrive, Thrace is standing there uh, next to it, digging out the copper vein, you know, moving the dirt around. And he's like reached this section of stone that just has copper running through it. So he's trying to expose as much of the stonework as possible when he sees the giant coming yeah, over he's the like horizon. Digging, and then all of a sudden a shadow looms over him. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I look to the elder to see if he will speak up first or if that does it. He does. Okay. Yeah, you look to him and he walks up towards the gentleman who looks up at the giant and you guys coming and waves his little elderly walking stick, his uh, scepter of power. It's just a stick. Uh, and says, greetings, Thrace. Uh, we've come because we heard you've struck copper and we're most interested in what you... Uh, in, in your discovery. Show us, would you mind? And Thrace is more than happy to, like, bring you down and show off this vein he found. Happy to, you know, not hiding it at all. Hmm. Takes you through the process of how he found it, what his intentions were, his floor plan for the basement, what he wants to do with this nook over here when it's done. But actually, back to the copper. Ah, now I just need a good pick and I can pull it out and then I'll give... Um, the the big guy in town a cut of the, the copper if he'll melt it down for me. <laughs> mm. Chat, you're evil. All right. Most impressive. Thank well. you, Lord Devon. <clears throat> it seems this uh, deposit is getting in the way of your basement. Perhaps uh, we can all profit from this. We can find you a uh, more suitable place to build a house. And uh, the big guy can begin uh, a mine on this on this location. Uh, 
Of course, you will be compensated for your trouble. You've already dug such a fine hole. Uh, I'm kind of ignoring this reaction going on behind me as uh, I'm inspecting the uh, mm-hmm. vein. He's at a bit of a loss for words. Not yeah. sure quite how to approach this. He is the new guy in town. He doesn't want to piss off the man with the giant. I have cartography, but that doesn't tell me anything about mineralogy, right? Mm. Heifer, do you know anything about ore deposits? It looks like it's running this way. How how deep do you think it goes? Heifer gives a shrug. He's never dealt with this before. Hmm. Thrace speaks up. Uh, but, but my lord... What do you mean, um, share the wealth or be compensated? Isn't this, this is my vein of copper. I look to the elder and then to him. I mean, do you have any way of freeing it from the earth? Of melting it and minting it? I think it would probably be more, uh, uh, more profitable to you to uh, accept your cut and build your house elsewhere. Why don't you give Besides, me a don't these, don't these hills belong to uh, to the city of Necrot. You can build your house uh, anywhere. I've really pissed this guy off. <laughs> you have. <laughs> but he's not going to argue because he's, he's not he's yeah. chat was pointing he, out he's romulan i think he's uh he knows what happens to romulans that piss you off <laughs> and he knows devon is a powerful sorcerer and you have bigger stick diplomacy happening in your favor right now um so he will give like a <clears throat> fine then i thought this was supposed to be some sort of free city where people could come and prosper together but if it's going to be like that, you're no better than Remus. And uh, he goes over to his little lean-to and starts packing it up angrily. Uh, Kronos will, of course, help you uh, dig out your new basement. I uh, That hill over there looks like a fine location. He doesn't have much stuff, so it's packed up already, and he throws it over his shoulder and goes, whatever. I'm going to go find a new home. Does that mean he's leaving Necrot, or he's... uh... He's leaving Necrot angry, bitter, feeling like you've stolen what was his discovery. If this man ever gets meaningful power, uh, it will become a problem. But, you know, he's just a level zero peasant, so at worst, you're just going to have, like, an angry man in the woods. (laughs) I look to the uh, to the rest of the assembled group. They give, give a, shrug. a shrug. Yeah, problem solved. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, I'm kind of like I, I feel like his uh, bitterness just. I mean, it worked out better for us, right? <laughs> yeah. Population minus one, but uh, I didn't even need to pay him for the mineral rights. He just got up and left. Mm-hmm. He's angry, but he leaves. Yeah, I feel like he's worth uh, 
he's worthy of compensation, but if he's just walking off in a huff, I don't know. Uh... Um, I is think Devon point... is too oh, is too focused on the ore, on the uh, vein, on the ore, on getting things started to like fuss with the guy immediately. Mm-hmm. Are you writing one angry peasant? Yeah. In more words, but yeah, same thing. Um, when he walks away, your giant will lean down next to you and mm-hmm. say, I detect a grudge on this man. <laughs> <clears throat> Would you like me to mark him for vengeance? Uh, I don't think we have a reason to be vengeful against him, do we? It's only a matter of time before he lashes out against you, and is then pre- vengeance will be ours. Is, is preemptive vengeance justified by Velthara? He shakes his head. No, of course not. And you can't wreak vengeance on someone for a wrong that they will commit in the future. He will back off. But I... I appreciate your guidance and expertise on this subject. Well, we'll see. Uh, Perhaps if he's if he's a smart man, he will return and ask for his fair compensation. Mm-hmm. Until then, we are uh, excavating his basement <laughs> and mining copper. Mm-hmm. All right. Why don't we take our second break right here? And when we come back, we will do more of Time Warp with Devon. See you on the other side. Bye bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dyson with Death. Yo. So, well, you have gotten Thrace's mine of copper and can begin minting coins if you so desire and distributing them to the population. Yeah, um, we'll set up a mine. Uh, Thrace is never heard from again. <laughs> he is not heard. He might come back at some point, but for now, he's off and away. Um, there are just a couple of questions. We don't need to like delve too much into the economics of society. Well, we'll do, like we do some do of that. Bit. Yeah. So I um, think... I mean, I want to ask who would be in charge of the mine. I mean, we obviously get it up and running, but we'll need miners. I don't think Heifer will want to be doing the day-to-day, but he's probably the one that needs to, like, set up the, all right, here's what you bring me, and he's doing, like, the smelting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a person in town that you know of that you would like to appoint to this position, or would we like to discover a new NPC? To I can't think of anyone. I think position. we'll discover a new NPC. It could have been Thrace, but uh, he decided to get all uppity about it. He really, yeah, that did not go well. No. <clears throat> um, no. I don't think uh, Akitos has any interest, does he? So we need to find someone to. Uh, be our new, I don't know, director of mining mm-hmm. or master of coin. Mm-hmm. Um, Might be the same thing in this situation. 
I should Maybe. probably put together like a, an NPC list at some point. Yeah. I just have scattered notes, but uh, we will create a new NPC. So why don't you roll me a d6 and we'll figure out this person's sex and age. Uh, it's going to be an elderly woman. Hmm. You know who decides to take up this job? The elder's wife. Oh, the elder's wife. Gotcha. The elder's wife. She's hmm. always had a, a good head on her shoulders. While the elder might have been the one running things, she's the like advisor behind the scene who helps guide and direct his decision making and give him sage advice. Um, she is trustworthy. She is capable. She has lots of experience in managing people, and uh, hmm. she has a connection to the legitimacy of power in this area. So people will happily follow along. So how uh, how big is this copper vein? Hmm. Does it just keep going and going? Like, is this going to be a? It will. It is a a deep vein. You will be producing a lot of copper. Okay. So. What we're going to do is we're going to mine a bunch of copper um, and mint our first coins, but we're not going to give them out yet. So the coins will have a head on both sides in the likeness of uh, the artistic interpretation with the uh, features of Devon and Helen, but also of uh, Dorboff and Guam. And the first, uh... Are you saying you're going to make multiple coins, or... No, this is a... It, no. The, the, the first batch of coins will all be the same. There will be a male head on one side and a female head on the other. And they will bear the likenesses of Devon and Helen. But... Maybe stylized or, like, mixed with... Uh, Dorboff and Guam. And he's going to be, like, side profile... Heads. Side profile, yeah. So maybe it'll be mixed features or ambiguous. I mean, maybe there's not even obvious likenesses of the gods. And the first uh, batches of coins will be given out to citizens of Necrot at the at the wedding. Ooh. And like the next day, taxes will be announced. Or maybe the day before, ta- at the same time, taxes are announced. So what's going to happen is all of these coins will be given out, and then like 30% of them are going to be collected on tax day. (laughs) But it will still feel like a net positive, right? Right, right. And along with this, we'll also be establishing like the citizenry of Necrot. And it will be like everyone who happens to be in the town at that date will be granted citizenship and everyone who shows up after is not going to be in the records and will not be getting their like annual like mineral rights or whatever from Mm -hmm. the uh, from the town mine everyone in town on the day of your wedding is a citizen I think it will de facto be something like that okay and gets a state stipend yeah, and not gonna be called the stipend. I think it'll be similar to like, like Alaska citizens get like a cut of oil profits. Right. Same with it'll... United Arab Emirates and a lot of the other 
OPEC countries. Yeah, not a lot, but some of them. So, yeah. every citizen of Necrot will get a share of the um, of copper. Uh, maybe it will be all of it, and just taxes will then come. So it'll be like every all the copper that's mined that isn't like like some of it's probably set aside and used for like construction type things mm -hmm. and not turned into coins but ever mm -hmm. all the coins are then distributed to the citizens of necrot but and then everyone pays taxes mm -hmm. so initially i think everyone's a citizen but as the town grows beyond like the first thousand there will be people that show up that aren't citizens that have to pay taxes just to exist there well or they'll be like paying taxes on sales or something like that i don't know how i don't know how taxes work that's for our mistress of coin to figure out but then she or you will need to appoint a head of tax collection. That's going to be an important job. You're going to need someone with some serious uh, big stick energy. Someone that can't yeah. be denied. <clears throat> I feel like that's probably below Kronos' pay grade. Yeah. Well, the elder's wife will see to it then. I don't think oh, we have enough NPCs to be doing this. Uh, yeah, Thrace, I mean, this is a problem Thrace, for later. This would have been the, this would have been a perfect job for you. Uh, I feel like a former Romulan could be uh, could be well suited, but mm. yeah, maybe not. Well, uh, that can be sorted out closer to the wedding date because you don't need a tax collector until you're taxing people. No. Cool. Um, we have this apprentice. Shall we see if she can learn the whole portal spell? Yes. Um, you will have been teaching her and training her, and you will give her access to the spell book, and she <laughs> is at the point where she can try to learn her first spell. The trouble with hold portal is it lasts, it scales with level. So having a level one apprentice holding the portal only gives me one round. Mm. You can't make a scroll until your ninth level, right? So it's not like she can make a hold portal scroll for me to use. Right. Mm. Or you you can't make a hold portal scroll for her to use. Oh, you don't have the spell, though. Yeah. Hmm. How much use could we get out of one round? Hmm. What do you want from this spell? From this gateway? Um, well, after seeing the riches of the plane of Earth, I want them. Ah. <laughs> so I was imagining opening a portal to the plane of Earth, having the apprentice hold the portal open, uh -huh. and then have uh, Heifer and or Cronus come and mine the plane of Earth. Yes, well, but you need open. to hold it for round after round after round, right? Well, how much how much crystal could Kronos pull in a minute? Get in a minute, right? It gets like one fell strike with a with an enormous pick or something. 
Well, 60 seconds actually... is a pretty good period of time. If you got a giant swing and a giant ass pick, you should be able to pop out chunks. Let's see, minor disintegration. AOE is like a small solid object made from a single material entirely in their hand. Could I use minor disintegration to disintegrate? You have to hold it. You have to be able to like, be close fully your contained. Hand so it. I couldn't like use this to like claw out a chunk of wall. Mm -mm. But maybe you want to create a different level of disintegration. You know, this is minor disintegration. Maybe you want lesser disintegration where something you touch rots and fades away. <clears throat> Do we have like a necrotic touch spell? I think so. I don't think it would be necrotic. It won't be death, though. It would be. Right, it would be a disintegration, but I thought there was some sort of disintegration touch spell. Maybe that was a, a what you call them, a necromancer's thing. Oh, it was withering touch. Oh yeah. Um, but we would be looking for some sort of sixth level disintegrate causes matter to vanish AOE is one creature <laughs> um, or a 10 by 10 by 10 cube is permanent so you can do 10 by 10 by 10 at sixth level at range does disintegrate do damage or does it just insta-kill? I think it's save or die. Disintegrate six level wizard spell. Yeah. Disintegrate is save or die. Holy shit. Which is maybe not that super useful against powerful things like, you know, a dragon saving throw is pretty good. You're unlikely to disintegrate a dragon. Resist on top of that. Yeah still and the action economy would be not favorable for you to waste something on a low success chance but um what could we do what is halfway between full disintegrate and minor disintegrate i think Just lesser, lesser. disintegration i think it would instead of being arranged like disintegrate it will probably be your hands so mm -hmm. I think it will basically be an upgraded version of minor disintegration, except instead of having to fit entirely in your hands, you can claw away. Right, so it like causes your touch to disintegrate, like cause you disintegrate whatever it is you touch. Right, so you could basically like thrust your hand into stone and out of it, and it would just like turn to sand essentially in your hand as you like yeah. reach in. And unlike disintegrate, which like. Let's see, because physical matter to, to glow and vanish. Oh, leaving traces of a fine dust. I think this would more just like cause it to crumble and fall apart. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to like make gold disappear. It would just turn gold into like a gold powder. Okay. Um, and um, I think and the volume should be less than 10 by 10 by 10. Far less. Yeah. Right. 10 by 10 by 10 cube. Maybe it maybe it lasts like one round per level or something like that, and you can move like a cubic foot per round or something like that. Okay. 
only if yeah because 10 by 10 by 10 is a thousand cubic feet so See. that will always be better than lesser disintegration then um and if you can do a cubic foot per round and it lasts a round per level that seems pretty fair how does it interact with living organisms could you like disintegrate through a person i think potentially so we could have it do some set amount of damage per round Okay, but then you would need, like, a touch attack every round, so that right, way it wouldn't make, be on... Yeah, um, just make it a... Yeah, you could use it to, to touch attack every round for... I don't know. What do you think sounds fair? Are we, Is this going to be a, first, a second or a third level spell? It's at least a third, maybe a fourth. Why do you think it's third? Um... Because it it feels like we're going to be you're doing a lot of matter changing and like if mm -hmm. knock is second level and you can just dig your way through a door with this, then it feels like it should be okay. higher than second. So it should possibly that. be fourth. So, so dig is fourth level, and that AOE is a five foot cube per level. Mm hmm. But dig so, wouldn't move through stone, whereas this with this spell you could just walk up to a wall and like. Okay, earth, um, sand, or mud. Right, because you could walk up to a castle wall with this simple disintegration, lesser disintegration, and just, like, mm -hmm. claw your way through it in a couple of rounds. So that seems pretty pretty bomb. Pretty beefy. Okay. Um, um, that said, fourth level is also dimension door, so you could teleport through it. I think... I think fourth level is actually really... Dig, hold it. I think dig you can dig through. The spell is also effective against creatures of earth and rock. Particularly calls that elemental plane of earth. It deals 46 damage. That's actually pretty weak sauce for a fourth level spell. Tunneling is possible. Yeah. Like, I think dig has some rules in some of the extra books about how to use it to siege a castle and stuff like that. Mm hmm. So I don't Spells. think Dig is prevented from, yeah, from excavating rock. Um, well, it says 125 cubic feet of earth, sand, or mud. Rock is earth. It is, earth is a term with a lot of definitions. It could be rock or they just might mean dirt, you know? Is effective against creatures of earth and rock, particularly clay golems from the elemental plane of earth. Let's see, there's something in combat tactics about dig. The spell allows the caster to dig through earth ramparts at the rate given in the spell description. Okay, that's all it does. I think fourth don't. level is quite appropriate for a. Okay. Well, then forget that. I don't. I can't do fourth level spells. Well, we're skipping around in time, and there will be some other things. This can be something that you work towards, and we can rule later. Um, I like the idea of this like handheld disintegration spell, though. Mm -hmm. Just like being able to dig through things seems pretty solid. Right, there is also the destroying armor and, and stuff. 
this could get fairly powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason I was trying to gauge spell level was to figure out how much damage to associate with it. Yeah. And if you're going to be like digging through people, it will require an attack roll, um, which will then provoke opportunity attacks. So I feel like the damage can be sort of high because you're going to be in a super fucking risky position when using it. And if you're going to be digging through walls of stone, it makes sense that the damage would be pretty high. Um, I'm in favor of doing something with a really wide range, like, you know, 2d12 or 3d12 or something. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you try and scrape at them, but you only, like, catch part of their arm versus, like, you scrape and you catch, you know, part of their guts. Yeah, let's see. Vampiric touch does d6 for two levels. Is that only one touch? It's only one touch. But then you regen that. I'm trying to think of other touch spell attacks. Mm Mm-hmm. Chill touch is 1d4 per round. It's a first level spell. Stone shape is fifth level. Stone shape? Yeah, which would also sort of be in the similar it's vein also, to this stone disintegration. Stone is a third level priest spell. Fifth level wizard. Yeah. Um, but I think Stone Shape, we, I think that only lends credence to this being fourth because Stone Shape you could use to do all the things that you could do minor disintegration with, essentially. Like you yeah. can build a tunnel, but then it also gives you other options and makes it. Mm-hmm. And it's also one cubic foot per level. I think, yeah, fourth is perfect for us. All right. Um, and I'm not seeing a lot of other touch spells at higher levels surprisingly or unsurprisingly uh once you get past like level one or two there's not a lot of touch attack spells hmm well there's always let's see cure critical wounds oh fifth level pre-spell does 3d8 plus three but that's not really meant to damage. It's more meant to heal. Mm-hmm. But maybe just one d twelve, right? If it's if you can do it for multiple rounds, I think doing a d twelve every round seems fairish, right? Six and a half damage on average. You've got to make attack rolls. Mm-hmm. Maybe it ignores armor, or does it just damage oh, armor? Oh, yeah. I think it would completely ignore armor and and then I think and do one point of AC dan- or like one reduce the AC by one. Yeah, reduce AC of anything hit by one, or maybe force it to make a saving throw or be okay. ruined. Uh, one of those two is great, but mm-hmm. I don't. One of them is swingy. One of them is steady. Um, yeah. Do you want do you want swing or stead? Um, I don't, I'm not thinking in terms of min-maxing it, which sounds more, it could be both, like whatever is more convenient or whatever the DM feels like doing. Um, Um, The the save is probably easier from a bookkeeping perspective, right? Right. 
rather than having to keep track of a bunch of penalties. Yeah. We could even say that it, it could be something like if you're wearing metal armor, the first attack will destroy the armor. No. Seems a bit unfair, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think just, you know, save or save or break. Mm-hmm. And do we have a save versus disintegration? We do. Oh, God, it's a terrible save. For what metal, is it, it is a 17. For anything other than metal, it's a 19. Whoa. Yeah. That's maybe too extreme. What do you yeah. think? Maybe a little heavy. Um... Mm. Mm. could be based on the damage dealt like you could just have to roll like the saving throw is the damage dealt right what so do you mean 1 to 12 so you have to roll higher than whatever you roll on the damage roll ah right so if you roll a 1 then you the armor is basically undamaged Right, and if you roll a 12, then the armor has a 12 out of, or an 11, a 55% chance of being destroyed on max damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You can get behind that. Or you could, like, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Or we could use a different saving throw, like... Because that's like save if you're caught in a ray of disintegration. Mm hmm. That's true. The armor factor is an interesting one. Yeah, maybe going. just reduce. Uh, oh yeah, it's pretty subtle though. That's okay. um, kind of a crappy track at this point. Maybe just reduce by one. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I think maybe but reduce by one is the best way to go. Oh. Um, duration is going to be one round level. Level uh, casting time is four. AOE is what? Special. Save. Uh, AOE is touch, right? Touch. Oh, AOE is touch, yeah. Or is AOE self and range is touch? Um, oh. Yeah. Well, AOE, I think the AOE is like one cubic foot or something like that. How much do you think you can dig in a round? Yeah, I think if it's not, like, perfect, if you have to, like, put your hands in and it disintegrates before you slowly, you could do a cubic foot per round. I think that's very solid. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Dig one cubic foot per round. 
Um, uh, let's see. There's an attack. Is, do you it think it's just one hand or is it both? Damage. I feel like it should probably just be one hand. That will probably yeah. make it a little bit easier to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, here's maybe too crazy of an idea. What if the damage you do is dependent on the creature's size, and so it's like an inverted scale? The larger the creature, the less damage, but if you, like, have lesser disintegration on your hand and you bat at a fairy, like, even mm -hmm. if the fairy's got, like, 30 hit points, it feels like the fairy should probably disintegrate. I mean, it's not... I don't think it's like a, you touch something and it melts. I think it's like it slowly corrodes or falls apart. Okay. I can get behind that. This is when you become a brawler wizard and mm -hmm. then you cast minor disintegrate and make like three attacks per round. I mean, I'm already a martial artist. Yeah. When you get this, you can start doing like physical attacks of D12 damage instead of D4. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Well, that is that. Doesn't have a page number. What school is this? Uh, alteration, probably. Um, I think so. That's what disintegration is. Just regular disintegrate. Yeah. Alteration, somatic material components. Uh, major disintegrate has a lodestone and a pinch of dust. What do you think the material components for this should be? Minor disintegration has no material components. Hmm. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of material components, but... Right, it's not like you're shooting a ray, it's like you're... You're touching, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, I think some sort of sand or dust or powder. Okay. Some sort of, something that's very small um, and that coats your hand. Okay, what is, let's see. 
disintegrate a lodestone and a pinch of dust. Should it be the same? Um, yeah, I was just going to say sand, dust, or powder, and to cast a spell, you just, like, cover your hand in powder and then just mm-hmm. say the words. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am about... 20,000 experience from level 7. Oof. Well, I did... So, originally, I wanted to sort of power level Devon so we could do some magic item creation was, like, mm-hmm. the end... Well, was what do I really wanted to get with here? So yeah. I am sort of comfortable skipping swaths of time mm-hmm. and sort of skipping levels that we can get to from the, the higher level stuff. Um, we mm-hmm. don't need to play through every aspect of Devon. Especially right. if between in what, like from August to December, you went from level one to level six as mm-hmm. a dual class character. I think if we then skip another eight months you should be able to skip a level or two. How much experience do you get for getting married? I think that's actually just like a a multiplier on all of your experience you get thereafter. You know, Mm. you just get 50% additional experience from all sources when you can go home and tell your wife or husband or whatever about it. (laughs) Retelling of the story is the the real XP. And then, you know, when you get corrections on how you should have behaved, that's that's where the real gems come. Do I get corrections on how I should have handled that mining situation? Uh, you gotta talk to Erin. <laughs> See what she says. Van didn't get this because he skipped his own wedding. Yeah, Van didn't talk to his wife. He neglected her, so he doesn't get any XP bonus from her. You know, you gotta... You have to equip and use your wife if you want to get bonuses from her. You can't just like toss her in the bag of holding and expect her to like have an aura of exponential of experience growth. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we've got copper coming out of the hills. We've got a tax club. Well, we've got a head of mining. We've got a spell to do sort of figured it out um so there's not gonna be a way to open these portals to other planes for construction purposes yet how am i going to pull mountains from the earth neil well you get a little higher level first hmm uh, and your apprentice needs to to learn her spell. Yeah. How much int did she have? 13? 12. 50-50. She's doing 12. Yeah, she only has 12. Okay, here we go. Should I roll it? Oh, I was just going to roll it. But you okay. can if you want. I mean, if you want it to be you, you can do it. Or we can keep what I just rolled. <laughs> what do you think, chat? Is Neil the Apprentice or am I the Apprentice? Hmm? Hmm? Roll it. Why is she so stupid? Oh my god. Says the person with less than 12 int. What do you mean? Tenno. Anyone thinks that they have above average intelligence probably has below average intelligence. I'm gonna hold my tongue then. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I'll roll it. Why don't you roll it, yeah. 
success. My useless apprentice knows hold portal. <laughs> um, I feel like what other spells are useful for an apprentice to learn? Detect magic. Mending. Mending could be good. Oh, yeah. Mending is hella useful. Yeah, can we teach her mending? Yeah. Let's give her a spells page. Give her her spell. She does not learn mending. Ah, what a shame. Magic missile? Nah. No, she doesn't need that. She needs pattern that weave is interesting. She needs yeah, cantrip. Pattern weave is wild magic. Oh, it is. Wild. Yeah. She should probably learn read magic. Unseen servant could be useful. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll do read magic and here's read magic. Nope, she can't read magic. <laughs> How does it work without read magic? Do I, I just have to like translate it for her? Yeah, I think you're her teacher and you're instructing her in the ways. No unseen servant. She's just literally my, my she literally holds doors open for me. Well, what else do you need an apprentice for? Make you some tea, make you some coffee, some chicken soup. Bring you your books. We could teach her a different light spell. Hmm. That's true. Or the revealed doors. She could learn wizard mark. That could be interesting. I didn't bother to learn that. She could uh, make leave my mark on things for me. Mm. Yeah. You gonna learn it? Um, I haven't decided yet. I feel like we should give her a fire spell because that was Burning Hands is in Adia's scroll. So, uh, do you feel like Burning Hands or Ignite I feel like she uh, Burning Hands. She was already halfway there. I would give her a seventy-five percent chance to learn it instead of just a fifty because she <laughs> was already stumbling on it herself. Fuck. Seventy-nine. Should we do Ignite instead, sure. or just let her keep working on her Burning Hands? Uh, let's grab some Ignite. Okay. So she learns Ignite or Extinguish slash Ignite. Right. It's extinguished, but it's reversible. Yeah. Excellent. There's this other version of light that lights a room. Oh, the evocation version. Yeah. I like it. The trouble with these spells is they scale the way they scale with level makes me not want to give them to apprentices because it's so much more useful for higher level characters right but meh well you know your apprentice has to get something you know yeah you guys can end up with the same shit if you want no um, there's also a... revealed doors is also a cool one that saw some use yesterday yeah tombs of scoria yeah, I saw at least part of that. I'm not done with the VOD yet. But... Well, uh, give us a light spell. Let's do. Let's actually do reveal doors because that does not scale with level. Okay. 
she's got reveal doors. Mm-hmm. How many more spells does she deserve? Let's see, she has three. She can hold seven. I mean, we eventually want to give her burning hands, probably read magic. Mm-hmm. Probably detect magic. Yeah, oh, I'll have her learn the other detect magic. I think that's in one of these. I think a the, the normal detect magic? Yeah, let's give her the normal detect magic. Because you have the enchantment. Yeah. Wow. It's on Adia's scroll. Cool. She's got detect magic. Or at a seven. And I believe she is a generalist as well. Yeah. Maybe at least one self-defense spell. Okay. Oh, she was going to do burning hands, right? But she failed, so right. she's going to try again. I think magic missile is a... Yeah. Fine spell for an apprentice. Ooh. So close. All right, magic missile. Ask her what she wants to learn. Excuse me, who's the teacher here? <laughs> she doesn't know what she should learn. She doesn't have that sort of experience yeah, yet. Yeah, might have accidentally just got a tutoring proficiency. Mmm, that's true. I have a spare proficiency slot, I believe. Do I get any experience for this process? I feel like you should. I feel like you should get experience for teaching people spells. Like maybe if you are tutoring someone through a spell learning, then both party both get experience for it. Mm hmm. Well, I figure you're going to have quite a bit of uh, leveling just from your own research and whatnot. I was going to just kind of skip ahead to a level yeah, rather than not even, not even bother. Just yeah. skip ahead to level seven. Yeah. By the end of the session, which is fast approaching. Mm -hmm. Did you ha you said you had some plot points you wanted to cover? Was the copper mine the only one, or are there more? Uh, no, there were some other things I wanted to touch on. So we did Thrace and the copper mine, uh, which then followed into taxation and a form of like at least some basics of government, which all kind of came from the same idea. What was the other thing I wanted to do? Ah, uh, yes. I wanted to mention that um, Atropos has been the longtime soothsayer of this region for generations. People have gone to her mm -hmm. as like the wise woman who can see the future. But with the rise of Necrot, people have this sense of hope and there is a a non-weird, sketchy, you know, rapey woman who uh, you can get answers and solve problems from. And the people stop flowing towards Atropos. And her name doesn't quite leave the lips of the people, but slowly sort of fades from the relevance. And um, I think you don't see or hear from her or about her until you decide to go back to her. And she kind of just like is probably still in her cave, but you have little call for her, nor do the people around you. She does have an apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have anything in mind that would bring me to her? I'm sure I will go visit her at some point. It's probably a few months. 
but... Uh, no, I have nothing to bring you to her, only to say that this is uh, one of these ancient... I don't know if ancient is quite the right word, but one of these like natural powers that is being eclipsed by the might of industry and cooperation uh, mm-hmm. and the rise of civilization. There is less need for Atropos, and she disappears hmm. into the background for a while. Have I any curiosities to share with her? I mean, I should bring her a fresh supply of troll blood. Ah, uh, because you wish for potions? <laughs> or she wishes for she could use some potions. Mm-hmm. Do I have any other gifts to bring? Hmm. Not particularly that I can think of. Um. Well, at some point I will stop by. I will bring like a tankard of troll blood. I'll probably mm-hmm. bring my uh, my mask to share Heifer's creation with her. Like as a symbol of the uh, I don't know the uh, gifts of industry mm. and magic um, yeah maybe if, if there's any uh, fresh delicious food from Necrot that would be hard for her to come by all the foods are hard for her to come by for she right. rarely leaves her cave Right, so I'll bring her a picnic basket or something full of Mm -hmm. whatever. Okay. And a bottle of wine. Do we have a vineyard up and running at this point? Uh, Well, yeah, if we're into... Actually, it was winter, you plant the vineyard, it grows all season, you harvest in, like, the summer or autumn. So So I think that... Not quite, no. Okay. Which mountain is a little exciting for us? Did you have anything else that you wanted to do? There's, I, there's a few more things I can get to, but I don't want to like jump. Well, ahead I was visiting Atropos. Was that yeah. there was we didn't need to play that out. Everything was. I don't know, but she, yeah, she's got her apprentice. She's sitting. What in was the apprentice's name? Cave. Um. Oh, that might also have been Helen. No, no that was Kara. I mean, Kara. Hera. Hera. Oh, that's right. Yeah. How is? Hera holding up. She gone mad yet? Um, she has not gone mad, but uh, Atropos has gone fully blind since you last visited her. Uh, mm. Her eyes are fully milky. She can no longer see at all. The woman is old. She's been around mm-hmm. for longer than anyone remembers. And everyone sort of expects her to be immortal, but maybe it's just a very slow aging process. Or maybe mm. she's been struck blind for her wicked ways. Uh, whatever the case, she can no longer see with her eyes. And Helen, Helen Hera, has become her eyes and her ears and her hands, um, taking care of every aspect of life. 
similarly their clothing has degraded i mean atropos has always had sort of dirty old rags now that mm-hmm. hera is living here she too has finding is finding her clothes tattering and tearing and she has bound what remains into you know sort of like a, a what do you call it term but like she has taken the the shirt that's fallen apart and taken it into strips and bound it around her torso and around her hips Mm -hmm. Hmm. i make i'll make a note to bring them clothes (laughs) fresh clean cloth and Mm -hmm. what else did you say they were missing Eh, food clothing you know i bring eyesight and troll blood. Um, yeah. I wonder if it would be possible to teach Atropos spells at this point. Could I teach her my version of clairvoyant so that she could see again? Can I? Yeah. It, will she be able to use Watchful Ward? So I brought this mask to show her, and I find her unable to see. Mm hmm. Um, well, if she knew Watchful Ward or your version of Clairvoyance, she would have some version of Sight again, for certain. The second version of the spell is a duration of one round per level, during which time the wizard may switch between various masks if they have one. Hmm. So I can't cast it on a mask and hand it to someone, right? The spell is cast on the wizard? It's his range yes. touch. Let's see. I guess it's range touch, so you could enable anyone to well, see through it. Well, that might just be the mask. The second version... When the wizard wears the inward mask and casts the spell, they see as their face was the outward mask. What do you think? How did you intend it to be used? Is it... Does the cast is the caster the only one that can use it, or if the, if the wizard creates a link between the two masks, can someone else look through it? I think there's a link, and then the link gets activated. So I I don't see a reason why it would have to be the caster. I think you but could the way cast... It's cast. You can the wizard may switch between various masks if they have more than one. So I think the yeah. idea is that masks have like a a, a magic. A magical link between them and then you sort of empower yourself to charge that link almost like putting a battery in a walkie talkie and you could mm-hmm. like shove that battery into yourself or into another person okay uh, but whoever you cast it upon would be then the only person who can use the masks during that casting am I able to catch watchful ward and hand out your post this this mask yes if you wish yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keen to show off my creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Atropos, would you like to see what is be what has become of Necrot? Ah, uh, Devon. Come here, my son. <sighs> my boy. And she I'll like grabs for you. Uh, she quickly brings it from your face down to your leg and like runs up your shin to your knee and grips <clears throat> your thigh and says like, "I, in- I the hairs with- <laughs> of your leg so different than Hera's smooth skin. How I, I give a miss the look texture to Hera. <laughs> of your flesh." 
I give a concerned look to Hera to make sure she's all right. Um, it's like Stockholm Syndrome full on set in. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, she I looks will... at you with, you know, jealousy as uh, Atropos <laughs> oh, strokes God. your legs. I uh, intercept with the mask. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, a metal worker now, a craftsman. Through him, I have built this mask. Would you like to see what has become of of Necrot? Show me how this the uh, the tips lamp. of the spires are beginning to poke their way through the earth. Towers will rise. Um, yeah, I think it's just. Yeah, so I cast the spell. I cast Watchful Ward to create the link mm -hmm. and place it on her head, place it on her face. Mm -hmm. Is she able to see, or is her blind? Does her blindness prevent it? No, it is a magical effect, and her blindness is a physical effect. So she mm -hmm. is perfectly capable of seeing through her mind's eye and out through the mask on the other side. Where is the other mask right now? Um, I think it's hanging in front of, like, above my front door or something like that mm. in town. So she can look out and maybe crane her eyes to the left and see Plato's shrine and to the right and see uh, the Quanat flowing water. Maybe there are people mm -hmm. about. Yeah. There are people in town going about. You can't hear what's happening, I don't think. I think it's just vision. And um, she gazes out across the folks. Says, ah, the cross. What a, a bustling metropolis it is now. You are well on your way to achieving your destiny, Devon. Do you remember your destiny? Tell me touch. again, Atropos. Remind me. You will me. touch the sky. You will drink the clouds. Your people will grow. Your city will grow. I imagine Hera sitting there just like foaming at the mouth with jealousy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You will face many challenges. You will be visited by friends, enemies, and frauds. You will have an interesting life. Oh, what a curse. Tell me, do you still learn spells? Do you have a way to read with your hands? Um, I still have the magic within me. Even though my age marches on and my body fails me, magic stays with me stronger than ever. I have a crystal ball that I enchant transform into an eye with which to see from a distance. The eye of fate. Perhaps. I believe it is a spell of Seltzer's creation. 
Perhaps I could teach you and let you borrow the ball for a time. I don't have it with me, but... The teacher, the student has become the master. Bring me these spells. Let me gaze upon my assistant's flesh again. (laughs) Again, a concerned look over to Hera. All right. Defon promises to return, bringing bringing these things, but undoubtedly it will be longer than he intended or longer than Mm -hmm. he meant. Yes. Come back at some point with the crystal ball, maybe with both masks, so she can use it to see. Mm-hmm. Certainly with fresh cloth, so that they can uh, fix their rags, upgrade their rags. Mm-hmm. All right. Were there other events you wanted to discuss? Let's see, there was. We just had the copper mine. Atropos. No, there was one more thing. Your buddy Kronos, he is a growing boy, and uh, feeding him is a bit of a problem. He consumes quite a lot. He's also quite capable of going out and sort of bashing heads and whatnot on his own. And uh, one day, Kronos comes back into town wounded and bloodied. Not just from his own blood, but someone else's blood is dashed across his face and seems to have soaked into his amulet. Chronos, my boy. You're wounded. Yeah. What happened? He gives you a... the closest thing that the young ogre can muster to a steely gaze. And... Let's you know that he had an altercation with one of the other giants in the area who chose to move into his family's old home, which Kronos has been sort of maintaining off and on. And when he found another giant within there, he marked him, waited for his time when the giant was sleeping, came in to bash his skull open. A fight ensued in which Kronos was wounded. And then he tells you of the fifth power of the amulet of Volthara that he has discovered in this combat. A burning touch ability where Kronos, after being stabbed and cracking open someone else's arm, he reached out with his hand, grasped the other the other giant's face, and a fire burned in his hand, burning each of them. And he'll lift his hand to you and show that it has the cross with the V of Elthara burned into it in like a charred, blazed, scarred mark. And the rest of his hand is like twisted by fire damage as well. But there's this like very clear burn impression of Velthara on his hand. Yikes. Um, as I'm hearing this, I will be administering probably just one potion of healing, one of the troll blood ones. Okay. The um, burned flesh on his hand will heal, but the burned scar of Velthara does not. Mm-hmm. 
what of what of your what of this giant do they live of course not Kronos, I will reduce the giant population by one Kronos I understand who your patron is but you are meant to be a leader of your kind not a killer show these giants show your show your kin the way ponders how I do not know I do not know your people your culture this is that will be for you to uh, to discover Look at Necrot, how we lift each other up, what we built together. I don't know what the equivalent would be for giant kind, but the giants would be, would be stronger together than fighting amongst each other. There you go. Ao, vengeance doesn't have to end in death. Just brand him and uh, <laughs> maim him and send him on his merry way. And then you've got twice as much vengeance in the world because you're both going out there holding grudges. <laughs> he considers what you have to say and tells you that he would like to build a shrine to Velthara here in town and adorn the altar with the troll blood the beating troll blood heart in the mask of Remus. And when he tells you this, he's telling you, but he's really asking for permission to build a temple to Velthara. <clears throat> Very well. You must find a suitable location. You think Necrod is the place for this? Not your, uh... Not the cave from which you came, where this all began? Or maybe the, uh, crack of the Cyclops? That piques his interest. And he will go and build it in the Cyclops' cave. Yeah. Yeah, in his home that cave. sounds like a way better place to go build a remote temple to Velthara where people can come and speak about their desire for vengeance sort of in secret mm -hmm. without having to do so quite so publicly. It might yeah. serve Velthara's needs a little better if this place is further removed from society. Yeah. And when he is ready, I'll help him relocate the troll fountain, the blood fountain and return the uh, basin the mm -hmm. altar of Velthara to its uh, original place. I think I should make more of these masks of uh, what you call them? Watchful wards. Watchful wards. If uh, as Heifer has time. Yeah, I guess I only have enough gems for one more pair of masks. Okay. 
but if he can prepare it, I will give up those gems. And maybe place this next mask in the Temple of Belthara, or outside mm -hmm. the Temple of Belthara. Mm-hmm. For now. I mean, I guess they can be moved wherever, right? It's just a mask. Right. You can, like... You can pick it up and move it around, but you might want multiple wards mm -hmm. and a, a room from which to use them. Because mm -hmm. each pair of masks is solidly linked. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you want different masks to have different outsides. So that way, if you're like... Because if they're all the same mask and you're like walking with your bag and they like tumble on the ground, and you get them mixed up, then you have to start casting spells to know which ones are which. But they're if they're all each have their own yeah. shape to them, yeah. they can mm -hmm. easily be identified. Yeah. I need more gems. I need to conjure an elemental plane of earth and mine some gems from it. Mm. Um, is Kronos going to live in the Cyclops cave eventually? Or is he just setting up a shrine over there? He is going to set up a shrine. His fate is uncertain. He does have his nice little home that he has come to love. It's been his place of residence and makes him a member of society. If he goes and lives in that cave, he's going to sort of lose his connection to Necrot. And that's not exactly his plan as of yet. Yeah. Well then. Um, hmm. No, I don't think he wants to move. Um, yeah. Where was the Cyclops' cave? Oh, shit, we deleted the token, but I think it was here or here. Okay. Okay, so that's actually pretty easy. Less than a day for a giant. Yeah. Another one of these. I think it was here. We'll just put it yeah. here. Hmm. Uh, well, the last thing I would want to touch on is you have mentioned multiple times that you want to build a tower. Yeah. That is a construction feat that will require either skilled specialists or multiple giants to work for you. Is uh, Akitos not considered a skilled specialist? Akitos is pretty good, but he can't build a multi-story tower by himself. And you would need good stonemasons or giants to do the work for you. You could find some dwarves, maybe, but you'd have to travel pretty far to get some dwarves. Um, so here, I guess your options before you are um, a journey to dwarf to find some dwarves, uh, a way to bring the giants into this, or to make this a like a goal of your civilization where your people all pitch in and work on this tower, and it's like a um, central point of community construction. Those are the three avenues I see towards uh, the construction of such a tower. Or magic. 
or magic. Yes. Um, I think getting some dwarves could be an interesting goal. Like we're trying to get craftsmen. Mm -hmm. Well then. So there's that. I believe then our next quest for Devon would be to learn to go somewhere to find where dwarves live to go Mm -hmm. to them and to bring them back to you yeah uh, yeah and I think uh, Kronos may or may not unite giants to our cause or he may make them bitter and vengeful and Mm -hmm. fight amongst each other Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so yeah. Are we thinking this dwarf quest will take place before uh, the wedding? Will that be in the next months? Yeah. Uh, the wedding's not until yeah. August. That's, you know, end of summer. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cool. Will that be next well, session? Then, yeah, it'll be next session. We will wrap it up here for the day then. So. That's it. Um, We're sort of kind of stepping away from levels so we can fast forward a little bit. I'm sure by the end of our next session, you'll hit seven, seven or something. um, Or eight. Then we'll need to figure out uh, fourth level spells. I don't think I have any source for fourth level spells. Yeah. So we'll have to find some new spells. Ninth level, you can make scrolls. 12th level, you can make rods, wands, and staves that recharge. 15th level is where you can make permanent magical items. Yeah. Is that right? I think it's 14th. 14th, 14th. Yeah, I think it goes 9, 11, I think you can make magic items at level 12 or 11, but you don't get permanency until... Uh, I I created a lesser and a greater permanency so that you don't have to be 8th level to get permanency or 8th level lesser permanency is a 7th level spell yeah so it's only 14th level that you need to be to get that Um, and that is where I would like to head with Devon is to lesser permanency and to creation of actual magic items so I'm happy to like skip ahead a few levels and then like adventure for a while at ninth level and then maybe adventure for a while at 12th level and then adventure for a while at 14th to kind of give a, a long-term view. Cause I think there is a lot of interesting things that can be done just regarding magic item creation. Um, and I, I think that would be super fun to do. Yeah. I'll need to figure out, uh, what magic items I want to make. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 7th level spells at level 14. Um, But before then, I mean, there's charged magic items, right? Isn't that what Enchanted Mm -hmm. Item does? Mm -hmm. Is that that's a 6th level spell? Mm -hmm. Yes. Hatch the stone from the egg. Did you make that spell? I did not. Names the shit. Enchant an item. 5% risk of draining a constitution. 
Enchant. Oh, the permanency reduces or drains constitution. Right. Permanency will drain your constitution. That's greater permanency, I think, when you... Oh, no. A magic placed on an item is permanent, unless a permanency spell is used in finishing. This always runs a 5% chance of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think when you cast permanency upon yourself, there's a 100% chance that it drains a point of con. But when you cast it on an item, it's only a 5% chance. Yeah. And change an item are super is super vague. Super vague. Huh. Um, the spells and magic has some rules for magic item creation, yeah. which we Ooh. will probably follow more closely because they're more well-defined. Yeah, we're like halfway there. Yeah. Seventh level warriors get the extra attacks, don't they? They do. Nice. We're not skipping any levels. We're just going to power through them. Mm -hmm. uh, and with that, we will head out for the day, I believe. Yeah. Thank okay. you for watching. Um, mm -hmm. Anything to plug? No. Like, follow, subscribe. Comment below. Smash that button. Do the thing. All, do the, do join the, the cult. Sacrifice mm -hmm. chicken. Spill your blood. Don't don't spill your blood, kids. Don't GG. don't summon goats in your basement, please. Um, get your cat to lick your face. I don't know. Yep, we're out. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.